Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Connecting to the big show. In three, two, one. I went to my car and I cried, how are we going to do this? How do we keep our family safe? There's Jesse, Nettles, Purdy, and I'm actually planning a wedding for the goats at Halloween. We're all in the war. We're all in the war now. You know, they're here. We're looking after them, and rightly so. Join the conversation. Call 0818 96 96 96. Extra WhatsApp 083 Email opinion at 96FM. This is the Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Coach 96 FM. Remember yesterday morning I was talking to Christopher O'Sullivan, the West Cork TD, about the fire down at Mount Gabriel. I mentioned at the end of that chat, I mentioned the golf balls at the top of Mount Gabriel. They are a very important part of the radar system for this country to control the radar in Irish airspace. See there now where only for the brilliant work of fire personnel and others who fought that fire over the weekend. They could well have been damaged. Looking at a fabulous photograph of them here taken. Corpio have it. Brilliant picture of them. They're part of the aviation network, part of our, our very important radar network for this country. And they, they would very close to being damaged at the weekend with that, that fire down on Mount Gabriel. Good morning to you. 0818 96 96 96 the number, the text to WhatsApp 083 396 96 96 and email opinion at 96fm.ie Among the things I will be asking you about this morning do you believe in signs? Do you believe that those, we talked yesterday an awful lot about bereavement and about the grief and, and losing of loved ones but just something else to touch upon today do you believe that those gone before us give us little signs give us little indications that they're there or that they're thinking about us or that they're doing us little favours you know the way you'd say oh come on now ma'am come on sort this out for me or dad can you sort this out you know the way you say do you think they give us and send us little signs if you've ever had a little sign that no one else would understand only you We'll come to that during the morning. 0818 96 96 96. But we have been waiting for this moment, or we had been waiting for this moment until about half past 12 yesterday. We were giving your daily dose of Dermot here on the show for the last two weeks. I didn't realise how many people had eventually gone into the draw. It was over 60 people. So 60 people were there yesterday, clung to their phones 
clung to their phones when Wayne and Lorraine made the call. No way. Yes way. Hello, Paul Collity. Las Vegas. Paul. Unbelievable news for a Monday. <laughs> what a touch. <laughs> Paul, five nights in Vegas, luxury hotel accommodation, return flights, spending money and tickets to see Dermot Kennedy. How are you feeling? Uh, what a Monday. Like, I'm absolutely American. Thank you very much. <laughs> Was there a boom shakalaka coming in there, Paul? Did I hear that? Morning. Morning. How are you, PJ? I'm all right. I thought I heard a boom shakalaka. <laughs> It was there. It was near. It was nearly there. It was very close. To it, but I remember Ross's rates and that, so I said I better put back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all oh, this t-shirts and mugs coming. If I know Ross Brown, well, yeah. what was it like when the phone rang? Were you sitting there like with the phone in your hand, going ring, ring, ring? Yeah, pre- pretty much. Yeah, looking at it, seeing the O two num- or the O two one number coming up, I said, "This is either work or it's ninety six FM." I said, "Either way, I'm going with a boom." You wouldn't be that excited answering work, though, would you? No, no, no. <laughs> Tell so, me a bit yeah, about yeah, yourself, yeah. young man. Tell me a bit about yourself. Um, uh, from Mallow, anyway, born and raised. So, um, yeah, listening to ninety six FM all through the years, and love all the shows throughout the day. Like so, avid listener. Um, been uh, on plenty of the competitions, two grand a minute, a few times. Hit the mm. post a couple of times with it. Like so. I presume this is kind of... Your your moment in the sun has arrived. Five days and five nights in the sun of Vegas because I don't think the sun ever goes down in in Vegas. Have you ever been? Yeah, yeah. No, never been, but looking up videos there now yesterday and just looking up things to do and just the hotel and everything and it just like it just still is surreal the whole lot of it like yeah, it's just yeah, absolutely yeah. amazing like it's it's just going to be the experience of a lifetime really like and even ourselves was shaking all day yesterday and just the excitement of it and like it's 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 only two months away at the same time like that's so right it's going to be fast coming around like i mean so, february uh, this february has just got last day of february so march april yeah just under just yeah, under 10 yeah, weeks or something like that yeah, yeah, yeah. So it won't be long coming around. Like so, yeah. the planning, the planning has to go start soon to to get childminders and and look into what we can do and just just plan it as oh. well as we can. Are there little qualities to be taken care of? Are there? There, there's two little ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Noah and Finn. So we'll have to start sort out babysitters for them while we're gone. And Noah and Finn. Yeah, that's nice. That's and what's what's um what's your good lady's name? Vicky. Vicky, all right. And she would he are you both Dermot fans, have you seen him before? Never seen him before. It was meant to go. We we were meant to go there last year, but due to to other um other reasons we weren't able to go see him when he was playing above an independent park. So um yeah, looking forward to it. It's just gonna be unbelievable the whole experience. Like so yeah, looking forward to go and see you Dermot can get, as well. You can get the time off working all what do you work at? Um, I work above an RCC above an Apple, so yeah, just had a quite quite word in the manager's ear there as soon as she came in this morning to let her know that I'm going to have to be taking some time off me. Nice, nice, nice. You know, I am just need to take some time off me. Oh yeah, what are you doing? I'm going to see Dermot Dermot Kennedy in Las Vegas. Oh, go on, go on, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was nearly a stutter in her when she said it. She was like, "Wow, what a prize!" Marvelous all together. Marvelous all together. Yeah, well, we yeah, will be yeah. catching up with you while you're there, hopefully. 
now. Yeah, yeah. No, Hopefully, or on the other side the at best, because it's like it's it's stupid o'clock out there. Like it's about three o'clock in the morning out there now. So you don't be coming back to bed if you're there at this stage. Yeah, but we'll yeah, catch yeah. up with you either there or afterwards. It's a trip of a lifetime. Heading off five days. Fly it there. Luxury hotel, money in your pocket, tickets to see Dermot, and five days of guaranteed sunshine in Vegas. Couldn't ask for better, could you? No, 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 absolutely amazing. And I'd like to thank 96FM as well again, once again, and everybody involved with it, lads. Absolutely amazing. And like the competitions you do throughout the year, anyway, like everybody, every loyal listener knows what you're like, so appreciate it. That's brilliant. Very much. And we're already planning the next. Big one. What's what's your favourite Dermot Kennedy song, by the way? Do you have one? Um, I wouldn't have one in particular. One particular one, like all all his music is very yeah. good to be totally honest. Um, Power of Me is probably probably would tap it. Like that's a that's a cracker of a song. That is a cracker. Paul, thank you very much. Congratulations to you. Thanks, PJ. and to Vicky, uh, and enjoy the trip when it comes around to you in May. There's the winner of our Dermot Kennedy competition. Just look what he has won. He will fly to Las Vegas. They will stay in a top hotel. They will have money in their pocket and tickets in their wallet to go to see Dermot Kennedy at the Chelsea at the Cosmopolitan on the 19th of May. Congratulations to Paul Quality and Mallow Man. Well done to you. And we'll catch up with him either when he's there or on the other side of it. 0818969696. How easy do you... Oh, by the way, yeah, thanks to everybody who took part. We had some great fun here on the show with our two weeks of qualifiers. <laughs> my my favourite memory is the woman who was hiding in the toilet when when we got, got her on the air. She was actually gone upstairs and had locked herself into the toilet so she could take part in the competition because her children were downstairs on midterm and wouldn't give her five seconds to herself. That's my That was my favourite one. Now, how easy is it to get your hands on cocaine? The Irish Sun was following up on a story that children as young as 14 are presenting to doctors these days with symptoms of addiction. And they went to investigate just how easy it was to get your hands on cocaine. And even hardened hacks at the Irish Sun were a bit shocked at how easy it is. We'll talk to them next. 0818 96 96 96. Join the conversation. This is the Opinion Line. With the Cork City Marathon. Take on your next challenge this June by running solo or with a team. Register at CorkCityMarathon.ie. Cork's 96 FM. The Cork Diary. Cork's 96 FM. Cara Junior School Parents Association will be holding a bingo night at the Cotton Bowl Mayfield on Friday the 10th of March at 8pm. Raising money for further equipment for the school, there'll be music, bingo, spot prizes and lots more on the night and all are welcome to attend. If you have an event you would like mentioned, email the details to corkdiary at 96fm.ie. The Cork Diary. With CorkSimon.ie. Because everyone who calls Cork home should have one. Cork's 96FM. An Irish Sun investigation has found that ordering cocaine on the internet is, Barry Gallagher, a reporter, easier than buying a pint and faster than a takeaway. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. So you, you did this because you'd heard about kids as young as... 15 or 16 presenting with addiction symptoms. Tell me how you went about it. 
And yeah, well, I guess, um, you know, drug use is kind of becoming part of the conversation at the minute with the Citizens Assembly and, um, you know, just speaking to key workers that are in, you know, involved with helping people. Um, the, the, the age of, of drug use and getting into drug use is, is kind of getting lower and lower. Um, like I, just even research that I did over a quarter of young people reporting using legal drugs in their lifetime that's under 18s and um, you know as, as social media starts becomes more and more kind of prevalent it's obviously going to have a part to play in, in the drug trade and, and clearly it does so yeah so you went on Instagram and you searched hashtag cocaine Dublin what happened mm-hmm um, yeah, simple as that. Uh, I didn't think it would be very fruitful at all because, you know, it, it seems so simple. But, uh, yeah, just cocaine Dublin and met with dozens upon dozens of profiles. Um, click into it to a hashtag, hashtag cocaine Dublin. And, you know, you're looking at about maybe 14,000 posts of, you know, dr- people advertising drugs, um, posting, you know, phone numbers, Snapchat accounts just solely to, to, to sell illegal illegal drugs through the platform. So it was it was very, very shocking now. And you found it's not just Dublin. Like, you do this anywhere. And they were prepared to deliver. Yeah. Um, once, like, within 10 minutes of looking up cocaine Dublin on Instagram, uh, I'd got in contact with a drug dealer. I got, you know, everything that they offered, and they could have had it delivered to me, you know, within, within half an hour. Uh, again then so I thought well let's try this with every city in Ireland and within about an hour um, I had done the same in every city and I could have had uh, to my door delivery uh, anywhere I liked pretty much so. There was some fellow in Waterford was offering same day nationwide delivery. What had he a network of motorbikes or something? (laughs) However that works clearly it's a very sophisticated operation Um, you know that was nationwide delivery including Northern Ireland so you know I'd be very doubtful that he's doing the deliveries himself. So whatever kind of network they have, that uh, they can move move drugs anywhere in the country. It's clearly very sophisticated. And what could you get? Coke, ease, anything? Yeah, um, the main the main uh, the big sellers would have been yeah cocaine, um, marijuana, ecstasy tabs. They would have been the big three. Then you'd be looking at you know Xanax, um, mushrooms. Uh, you know there was a lot of different options there, and even just in in, in marijuana in itself, you know there would be dozens upon dozen, dozens of different. Um, you know, different blends and combinations. So really, you know, w- within reason, I would imagine anything I, I, I wanted, I could have had really. And, and in terms of quantity, that, that didn't seem to be an issue either. Yeah. And one of them was said they'd have what you wanted to you in half an hour. This, this pizza shops can't do that. Barry. No, definitely not in my experience anyway. Um, and I mean, it, this guy was based in Limerick, could have had uh, to my door delivery in half an hour and... That wasn't dealing in small quantities uh, in terms of what he offered, um, the max amount of, of cocaine he offered. Hold on, you were in grams. Dublin and he was in Limerick and he was offering to have it to your door in half an hour? Well, theoretically, I would have been in Limerick at the I time, see. I imagine. But um, yeah, like the, again, the max amount he offered, 50 grams, that would have been a 2,000 euro sale and he could have had that to my, to my door theoretically again in Limerick in, in half an hour so it's it's pretty scary stuff they're they're very you, very efficient people did you go back to the platforms to instant to snapchat and report this to them and what, what did they do well yeah uh, reached we reached out to um, to Instagram for a comment and you know told them about our investigation um, they immediately blocked the cocaine Dublin hashtag which again is where the majority of the posts were being filtered into Um 
like that's done kind of algorithmically algorithmically so you know that it was it was directly funneling all these posts into a, a topic um i was quite shocked that that this wasn't a decision that they'd made before you would think blocking cocaine dublin would be a, a kind of a day one decision but uh but clearly not um, like, like you said it would look too simple you, you'd think, right, oh yeah, sure, just put in hashtag cocaine, cor- cocaine Dublin or cocaine Cork and, and it'll come mm-hmm. up for me. It shouldn't be that yeah. easy and yet it is. Yeah, it's, again, it's completely easy. Um, yeah, two words. I mean, that, that was that was day one of research, just cocaine Dublin. I didn't think it would be that simple. And again, same with Cork, same with Limerick, same with Galway, same with any any city in the country. It, it really is, is that simple. And as I said, it's not... It's not even tricky to actually get in in contact with these people. It's within an hour. It's I was I was all sorted for for anywhere I liked. You'd wonder, wouldn't you, that if you found it that easy, it should be much easier for the guards to go undercover and find these fellas and and lift them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. It was it was extremely simple for me anyway. But I, I imagine that. Um, you know, once one hole gets plugged, another gets open. So, and again, like I said, the the the, the quantity of posts that were on Instagram, as I said, fourteen thousand. That's a that's a lot of holes to plug. But hopefully, this might uh, might inform Gary investigations. But you just never know. Yeah. Did you get any political reaction to your investigation? I know you were talking to Gino Kenny. Yeah, well, Gino is a, is very much a you know an advocate of uh, of regulation and and decriminalisation. Um, it was a conversation that was already in the political sphere, but um, yeah, hopefully it does shine a bit of a light on without re- regulation and a kind of an out of control market could essentially do whatever it wants and sell to whoever it wants. Um, like I said, delivery to my door uh, and absolutely no questions asked in terms of my age uh, or anything like that. So, um, you know, it's 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 just this is drug trade. This is going to sound like an awful silly question. Now, how how were you going? To, or how did they expect you to pay? Was it cash, or could you've done it through Revolut or something? Uh, I imagine I, I I imagine cash is, is is was the preference, and I didn't I didn't get that far now, but um, yeah, I would I would imagine that that cash really would be the be the one there. And don't suppose you identified yourself to anybody as a reporter from the Irish Sun in the end, did you, Barry? No, I, I did not. I uh, <laughs> no, I, Could I, I wouldn't different. do that. Now uh, I kind of value my safety a little bit too much. There you but, go. Uh, no, I was I was messing with you. I figured that you didn't. <laughs> you were like one of those old. Do you remember those those fellas in the Sunday papers years ago who went into the brothels and then made their excuses and left? Did you- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I guess that was similar to me. I, you know, I essentially had the deal done and would say, "Well, no, I might text you at the weekend." So, um, oh, very good. Okay, yeah, very pretty hands on. But I know we're laughing about something very, very serious. But literally within half an hour, you could have whatever you wanted. Did you say fifty grams of coke could be brought to your door? Yeah, well, essentially how the um, you know how the transactions usually worked is you would ask for uh, what they would call a menu and just show you what they have offer on offer. Um, in terms of quantity, yeah, 50, 50 grams was the was the largest quantity that I had available, and again, that was it. That was two thousand euro. Um, like I said, no, no, uh, no questions asked. So it is quite scary that, I mean, I was doing this sitting in my sitting on my couch watching the telly. You know, I I can have my head and looking into my phone, and half an hour later have, you know, two thousand euros worth of cocaine sitting at my door. And if I have the cash to pay for it, it's 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 all good. Doesn't matter who I am. So, 
It's quite shocking in that way. It is kind of scary, isn't it? Thank you. Barry, Barry Gallagher, reporter for the Irish Sun, who found that simply by searching the hashtag Cocaine Dublin on Instagram, uh, he, and they went Limerick and Cork and wherever, he could have 50 grams of cocaine delivered to him for a cash payment within half an hour. There are pizza shops that can't deliver that fast. It's a harsh reality. At the moment, they're looking at a citizens' assembly to talk about the future of drugs legislation. What do we do? Do we liberalise it? Like they've done in Portugal, where you can have small amounts for your own use and it ain't a problem. That's I know I'm probably oversimplifying it, but they have done that in Portugal. And they say in Portugal that the, the trade, the hard trade, is, is suffering a bit because of that. But here we're looking at a citizens' assembly that would study where we go in future with with legislation. Is it time? Your thoughts? Very welcome. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. That this conversation. I have no side to take here because I don't honestly know. I don't. And thankfully, I've never taken any of these things in my entire life. I have no interest in taking any of them. I fancy a few points from time to time. That's about the level of my drug abuse, um, if, if such a thing you could call it. Your thoughts. Is it time to accept that? Because many people say it's time to accept that we must just stop this war on drugs crack and just accept as a nation that we need to liberalise the law. Clearly, underground trading in drugs, up to 50 50 grams of cocaine delivered to your door within half an hour if you have the cash to pay for it. You can get ecstasy, you can get marijuana, you can get ketamine, Xanax, which of course is a legal drug, and magic mushrooms. The cocaine prices were starting at 80 euro a gram. You'd spend 80 euro on a hard night out boozing these days. That's how cheap it is. So is it time? Your, your thoughts, very welcome. Again, 83 396 96 if you want to text a WhatsApp or voice message it to us. Is it time to accept as a nation that there's got to, there has to be a different way? That everything we've tried to do up to now has failed. Join the conversation. This is the Opinion Line. With the Cork City Marathon. Take on your next challenge this June by running solo or with a team. Register at CorkCityMarathon.ie Cork's 96 FM Dermot Kennedy Live in Las Vegas Cork's 96 FM No way. Yes way. Hello Paul Collity. <laughs> I'm absolutely buzzing. Oh my god. I can't believe it. Congratulations. Have a brilliant time in Vegas. Lads, I'm absolutely delicious. Thank you very much. A massive congratulations to our winner. Now stay listening for more great ways to win. Thank you for supporting this only on Cork's 96 FM. Want to talk to me, Sheila, about what happened to your granddaughter? Good morning. I know, Peter. Yeah. Good morning. What happened? She had an accident yesterday out in Kilbarry. The car flipped over. Okay. The ambulance. Now, there was a lovely lady rang us to tell us about it, and her father went out straight away and all this. 
the ambulance came. She was taken to CUH. Now, the ambulance put a brace on her neck. And her mum got there. Her mum was walking. We got onto her mum. She was taken out there straight away. And she got there and she went in the ambulance with her. But what time of the day was this? Shane? This was about half past one. She, go, she was going to work, um, PJ. She was on her way to work. Okay. And anyway, she went off in the ambulance into the COH. And she was... A nurse looked at her or whatever. And she, she was told the doctor would see her shortly. Right. She was there until three o'clock this morning. When a doctor came... No x-rays, nor anything. After She climbed out of the car and it's on its roof by herself, PJ. Oh, God. Okay. She was driving and on that, her own, she was, yeah? She was on her own, she was, yeah. And the car just, just went out of control? It, there was, um, she said there was a, a kind of a branch in the way and she swerved to avoid, avoid it and she hit the ditch. Okay, okay. You know... But anyway, the doctor came in at three o'clock this morning and said, how are you? Um, can you move your, your head? So she said, I can. Off with you. And had they left her in the brace until the doctor saw her? They did, yeah. Okay. And the, uh, the ambulance man, she, part, uh, uh, along with that, she's a diabetic. But that had nothing to do with it, like. But the ambulance man, tried, uh, he got her um, a sandwich after going in. Sure. And he said, oh, God, he said, good luck with that girl. He said, with the brace on you. He said, hold, on, hold, hold off on that. He said, I'll find out, can you take off the brace? So he asked the nurse, and the nurse said, no, no, she has to leave the brace on until she see a doctor. And nobody took her for an X-ray or a no, scan? No, not a thing. She was sent home. Without, she's above in bed now, PJ, and she's sore all over. God. No X-ray, no nothing. What age is she, Sheila? She's 23. Young driver. She was on her way to work in the airport. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I was mad. I mean, she, she could have had the spine injury. She could have had neck injury, like. True. True. You know? True. I mean, what is a hospital is coming to in God's name? And did she... Uh, it's not her job, but did she say anything to the doctor and say, Doctor, I haven't even had an X-ray? No, she, she, she's very... She's quite, like, to be I honest know, with you. Right. You know, she was just... And I suppose she was nervous and in shock as well. Like, you, I, you, I can, as you can imagine. I know. And being a diabetic, like, had she hadn't eaten at that stage? No? No. Up to uh, three o'clock this morning, she, they gave her nothing. Right. Absolutely nothing. But she, the only thing she's on, the pump, you see. Oh, I see. Oh, it's type She's on she the has, pump, and that keeps her... Keeps, keeps the blood up. Keeps her sorted. You know? it, yeah, the, the pump reads how much she needs and how much she doesn't. That's handy. Was it the does. hospital busy, did she say? Well, I was, I was asking her mum that last night when she came back, and she said, like, there was lots of trolleys there, but there was no, there was no one running around. I know. You know, and before her mum came home, I, I asked, the mother came home about 12 o'clock, and she said to a nurse before she came, she said, Would you, you might check her bloods again, she said. You know, to see what we are there. And she said, I will. The bloods were never checked. And she came in off the ambulance. She said that the accident happened at lunchtime. She was in the hospital for about three. She, she was in the hospital about half two. About half she two. Was in the hospital. And she came in off the ambulance, which meant she went straight in the back door. She didn't come in through the waiting area in the front. Oh, no, no. no, no 12, she, she 12 hours later, she still hadn't been seen. Still hadn't been seen. And then the doctor said, oh, off with you. If you can move your neck, off with you. Yes. I mean, that's disgraceful treatment. You'd have thought they'd at least send, send her for an extra. For an extra? Of course you would. I mean, that's the first thing. With an injury, that's the first thing you do, like. 
you rule something. Yeah, look, the chances are the doctor took a look at her and said, There's, I can't find anything major here. But at least you look and you check. Of course you would. Yeah, that's that's the first thing you would do. Did like. she get a discharge form or anything to sign or anything like that? She saw nobody then and she came out. Her father collected her and her mum asked her when she came in. She said, did you see the nurse before you came? No one. She just walked out the door. Nobody said anything to her. Yes. Unbelievable. It is strange. I remember my experience a few years ago. I was telling people here about it one morning. I took a, a nasty fall at home, Sheila, and I kind of knew I was all right because I drove myself to the hospital. But I started yeah. to swell up and get very stiff and sore later on. And I remember the doctor came to me. It was nearly one in the morning. Um, lovely African lad came to me, and uh, he said, "Look, I'm fairly sure you've done no harm." Other than a lot of bruising, but I'm going to send you for an X-ray anyway. Yeah, this is it. Just that's to be a hundred. That's what I would have thought. Like of the, doc- course, the yeah, doctor yeah, might well have said, the doctor might well have said, you know, look, there's probably nothing wrong with you, but we're going to have an X-ray anyway. That's, exactly, exactly. That's I shocking, can't actually. That is. That is, now, now, now that now that it sinks in, what you're after telling me, Sheila, that is shocking because shocking, absolutely. I'm telling you, I'm mad over it. I really am no honest to God. No, look, I mean, the, she'd, have what by, she's been through, she'd have been assessed by the paramedics. They would have put the collar on anyway. That's they what would, they do. Yeah, yeah. Right? She'd have been assessed by the paramedics. They'd have done all sorts of work at the scene. They're brilliant at what they do. They'd have oh, handed her over. Good. Yeah. Do you know, and she'd have been there for... But you'd have thought that a doctor would at least say, look, I'm fairly sure that you've done no real harm, but let's have a look anyway. It'll hurt your finger, they'd send you for an X-ray straight away, like. That's very... That, 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 oh, that my seems God, like... I can't get over it. And you say she's very... Well, she would be stiff and sore oh, after Oh, she's her. very stiff. Now, I'm just after giving a few tablets now right. there. She's, she's above in bed. I asked her, would I take up her breakfast? No, 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 I don't want anything. Probably best to give a shout to her own doctor today and see would the doctor send her yes. for a scan or an X-ray or something. We were saying that. We were thinking that, all right, yeah, yeah. To be the safest thing to do, yeah. Come here, is the car destroyed? Or the cars are right off. Is it? Oh, They're right she, off completely. Oh, oh, what was she driving? Yeah. Sorry? What, what, her first little car, was it? It was her first car. What is it? It was a, um, a Toyota. What do they call it? Aqua. Oh, right. Oh, the little car. Yeah, yeah, the little, yeah. 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 And so was it, it was a right off completely. But she'll get over the car for one of course. You would, of course. Yeah. Did, if it wasn't for the car being destroyed, she might have been. And, she and, would have. And you're saying the branch had, had fallen out onto the road? There was a branch out on the road, and she said she braked when she saw it, but she t- must have turned the. the, the to swear, she swerved from it. Yeah, this was, up, this, was up around, oh, this was up heading towards Apple, so she'd have been going... Yes, no, this of, was out in Kilbarry. Out in, oh, lots of twists and turns on the road there. Out in Kilbarry, that's where it happened to yeah. you. Lot of twists and turns the, on the road. She was going out the back road to the airport, yeah, yeah, I said, because yeah. it was one o'clock, and she was avoiding the traffic, you see? Yeah, and there's trees down, and they're almost hanging over the road. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. So I just thought I'd highlight that this morning, um, tip that's, that's the weirdest me. thing. That is the weird. Look, this, like I said, Sheila, there's the probably nothing of any serious consequence. Hopefully not. But you'd have thought that yeah. the doctor would have said, "Look, I'll give you, an, I'll send you for an X-ray, and we'll see." You'd how imagine you. that's the first thing they'd say. Yeah, yeah. Very strange. Very strange. Very strange. All right, Sheila, give her our regards. You're, I will. Yeah. You're, Thanks you're, very much for no, listening no, to no, me. Not at all. You? Not at all. Not at all. Thank you for that, Sheila. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. I do remember that myself going to hospital for a, a fall I had a few years ago, and I I drove myself there, but I could feel myself stiffening up and and getting all bruised and battered as I was driving. 
and the doctor said to me, it was nearly one o'clock in the morning until I saw, before I saw someone, he said to me, look, I'm fairly sure he examined me and moved my leg and everything. He said, I'm fairly sure you've done no real harm, but I'm going to send you for an x-ray anyway, just to be sure. Which you'd expect. And I thought they'd have the same conversation with Sheila's granddaughter, that, look, you've probably done no harm. You're probably going to be fine. But we could at least send you for a look, you know. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. I got a text last night. Thank you, Eugene. My pal Eugene, who texts me about these things all the time, told me if I went out and I could see on a clear night, I might just pick up the green of the Northern Lights. We might get to see them again tonight. They're, they're down with us, the Aurora Borealis. There was some fantastic photographs from a Ryanair flight coming into Dublin the other night. This beautiful green shimmer of the Aurora Borealis, the Northern Lights, they were... They were seen over Tipperary on Sunday night and they would have been visible, I think, on a clear night last night. It wasn't clear enough for me to see them. David Moore from Astronomy Ireland. First of all, what are they? And secondly, how come we can see them so far south at the moment? Good morning, David. Good morning. Well, the aurora or northern lights are radiation from the sun. The sun has a huge thieving cauldron. There's a fusion reactor at the core it's a hundred times wider than the Earth. So there are violent explosions going on in the sun all the time. Probably once a week we have massive explosions on the sun. Sometimes they're aimed straight at the Earth. And we saw one Friday night, some Saturday morning. And it usually takes the radiation about two days to get to the Earth. It's traveling about two or three million miles an hour. And when it hits us, the Earth's magnetic field channels it into the north and the south poles. And the normally quiescent, quiet aurora around the Arctic Circle explodes into life and swells up and comes as far south as Ireland. So it's a two-day-old explosion on the sun that's causing this thanks to our magnetic field. And is the Northern Lights, is it something that's visible all the time in the north of the the sphere, as it were? Or is it it just an occasional phenomenon? It's it's practically visible all the time. We've had several aurora trips uh, we'll be organizing more later this year. We're coming to aurora season. They happen about every 11 years. So if next few years, there's definitely going to be lots of aurora trips. Uh, we'll go up to the uh, inside the Arctic Circle, northern Norway, where you get an aurora practically every night. This far south in Ireland, you're talking about about 1% of the time. So they're quite rare down here. Uh, on our social media, you, you, we actually report whether there's going to be an aurora every day. And we've had a few last year. Usually when the aurora is coming this far south, it's cloudy in Ireland. Mm. But on Sunday night in particular, we got lucky. There were great clear skies across a lot of the country. A really good aurora, strong aurora is what we forecast on Sunday afternoon. And lots of people got to see it. So if you want to see the next one, do follow Astronomy Ireland, Facebook and Twitter especially. Mm. You'll find links to them on astronomy.ie, our website. There will be more. You, you got a... It is a a thousand photographs or something over the weekend when you had that clear sky. <laughs> yeah, personally, I was going a bit mad. Some of us trying to take little movies, and so if you take pictures every one second or so, uh, or every few seconds, you can build up a time-lapse movie showing the movement in the aurora. Uh, it's actually quite faint with the naked eye. It was very impressive at its height on Sunday night when I saw it. Didn't see it last night. We had a lot of clouds around. Other people did see it around the country last night, though. We do want them to send their pictures into Astronomy Ireland magazine. Uh, details are on our website. But 
the, the sequences that, that, that you can make are, are fantastic because you can really see the motion as these sort of showers of radiation particles are coming in and interacting with the Earth's magnetic field. We got a good view of that on Sunday night. If you go to the Arctic Circle, it is absolutely incredible. Uh, they say the most spectacular sight in nature is a total eclipse of the sun. We haven't had one of those in Ireland since the 1720s. Uh, we've had trips to them around the world, and I've seen a couple myself. But I have to tell you, when a, a roar is angry, a really explosive one, it's better than the total eclipse of the sun. Yeah. We've had partial eclipses and whatever, but is it 1720 since we had a total one across Ireland? Wow. Yeah, I always forget the date. Is it 1724 or 1727? It's definitely 1720s. And that was only seen over the lower half of the country. The next one from Ireland is actually from the southwest tip of Kerry uh, on the 23rd of September in the year 2090. The rest of the country won't see it as total. Uh, the next one is, if any, any dubs are tuning in online, it's <laughs> until 5th of May, 2,600. So don't wait for them. Come on Astronomy on for tip strips. Our next one actually is planned for April next year in Mexico. They're, they're not frequent then. The, the aurora no. is more frequent. A lot more, yeah. It's been said if you stood still at one place on the Earth, you'd see a total eclipse of the sun every 400 years. Uh, if you go to the Arctic Circle, you'll see them practically every night. We typically go for a week, and I see them every night. We, every time we arrived, aurora first night. The only thing you're really battling with are, is the uh, is clouds. And in Ireland, unfortunately, our weather for astronomers is nice and easy to forecast. We just need two words, mostly cloudy. Because That's it, done. Three out of four nights in Ireland are cloudy, unfortunately. It's not a great place to do astronomy, but yet we're the most popular astronomy club in the world. Yeah. Must be that absence makes the heart grow fonder. Now, you said that these are as a result of explosions on the sun. People will immediately start to tie that in with climate change. Are they increasing or, or changing with regard to the climate? They, they've always been violent on the sun going back as far as records can record. The sun is a star. Like all the stars you see in the night mm. sky, it's just a million times closer to the sun than the rest of them. And so we can study it in great detail. And the way to think of the sun, it's like boiling a, a big pot of water on, on a gas stove. The flames below are 1,000 degrees Celsius. The water's boiling at maybe 100, and big bubbles of steam are erupting off the surface all the time. And it really is that seizing cauldron type effect. It doesn't look that way in the sky. The sun looks quite serene. But when you look at it up close, and the bubbles on the sun, by the way, are about the size of France. Everything on a colossal scale. That's amazing. No, that's a fantastic analogy, though. A big pot of water boiling with all the bubbles on the surface and the steam coming off. So that's... Yeah, and imagine, imagine that occasionally, you, you, you know, if you're boiling the pot, well, a big bubble comes, splash water all over the stove. And that's what happened on Friday night. We call it coronal mass ejection. It's when a big explosion ejects a lot of material out into space. There's no solid lumps. They're all individual atoms, but there are billions of tons of them. And when they hit the Earth's atmosphere... It uh, gives these fantastic displays. Quite safe. We've had pictures in that will be going into the magazine from pilots flying across the Atlantic at 36,000 feet. A lovely picture showing the dashboard or the cockpit panel with 36,000 feet written on it. And the aurora out the, out the window at the same time. It's just uh, a light show. There's nothing to be worried about, nothing to be concerned about. 
it's a lovely insight for you if you get it. It's a free spectacle of nature. Uh, we had a bit of a moon around. The moon was brightening up the sky, which meant the sky was about as bright out in the countryside as it is in the suburbs of towns and cities. So even city dwellers would have got a reasonable view as long as you can see low down to the north. Now, you see lovely colours with cameras. But, in fact, when you look at it in the sky, you usually see a greyish band. And then when it gets active, rays will uh, appear in that that can be quite bright. Remember, a few of them on Sunday night looking like lasers shooting up into the sky. And a bit of red. And when it gets really intense, you can begin to detect the greens. Uh, people don't realize our, our night vision is not sensitive to color. We have special cells in our eyes mm-hmm. for nighttime viewing that we don't use during the day. So our daytime vision uses the, these three types of cells. I can see bright red, bright green, and bright blue, and they make our color vision. But at night, we have things called rods in our retina that are very sensitive to faint light, but they just sort of send a gray signal to the brain. Yeah. We see you know, black, at night, we see black and white, don't we, David? And day by exactly, day, we see yeah. color, yeah, yeah. Uh, but there'll always be, you know, a colour light around or something that, that's bright, that's stimulating your colour vision. So you don't really realise you're using this, this greyish vision that we have, night vision. It's, it's inc- the human eye is an incredible device. It took a long time for cameras to catch up to, with the, the eye and what it can do with billions of years of evolution. So is there a couple more nights in this? If we got a, it doesn't look like it now, but if we got a nice clear night over Cork tonight, just literally look north. That's it, isn't it? I just had a look before we, we came on. There are lots of people, scientists, engineers, monitoring the space weather, it's called, the radiation coming from the sun, because it can affect communications and also power grids can be knocked out by them. Uh, so it's a very important science civil aspect to the whole subject as well. And that gives us great insights. There are spacecraft out there literally tasting the wind coming from the sun all the time to see how strong it is. And they're saying nothing is expected to happen uh, over the next few days, unless there's another big explosion on the sun. So if you want to watch out for the next alert, you know, go to astronomy.ie. Join up, get the magazine. Astronomy on. There's thousands of us around the country, members of the public interested in all this. But you'll see the Facebook and Twitter symbols down the bottom. Sign up for those because that's the biggest Aurora alert service for Ireland. And we monitor this every day and post uh, something in the afternoon about the Aurora, about space stations flying over. We have this International Space Station in morning skies. There are other things happening, by the way. There's a brilliant pairing of Venus and Jupiter coming this week that you won't want to miss. And last night, Mars was close to the moon. There's loads happening up there. Somebody, was, some, somebody was tweeting about that on, on my uh, Twitter last night. Eugene uh, is the person who alerts me to all these things and alerts us to all these things. He asked a question, David, which is a good one. He said, how come the Aurora, the Aurora rather, only seems to travel south? It never seems to go north or west. Well, it's, it's just ebbing and flowing. If you watch it from space, you'll see there's a big uh, auroral oval, it's called, around the north magnetic pole. It's not quite the, the Earth's rotation pole. Um, the ma- ma- magnetic pole is centered over northern Canada. And it's all the radiation coming in from the sun down the Earth's magnetic field. And instead of hit- hitting the, the north magnetic poles dead on, it's, it's aiming towards you like, the center of the Earth. So when it hits the Earth, 
It's in a ring around the magnetic pole. And that ring can get wider as the aurora gets more active. So as more materials pump into it, the magnetic field is sort of spilling over and the aurora level stretches out as far south as Ireland. And then it retreats back when the activity dies away. So it's the ebb and flow of this big aurora ring. Around the, around the northern magnetic pole. David, thank you. David Moore of Astronomy Ireland. Their website and everything about them is fascinating. Well worth a look. And they have a magazine and you can join up and you can subscribe and all that. Thank you, David. David Moore. If anybody saw the Aurora, better again, if anybody got a picture of the Aurora and can send it to me, I'd love it. Actually, speaking of pictures, did you know that it's five years ago today that the beast from the east arrived. The snow started and we were all hemmed in. We were snowed in. We stayed up the road in the the hotel just to keep the radio station on the air because you couldn't drive in and you couldn't drive out. We had a status red snow and ice warning when the beast from the east arrived. It was a lot of fun, but it was troublesome as well. It was five years ago today and the pictures from that were spectacular. There's a picture someone took out of the window here at 96FM and it could grace the front of a Christmas card from here to eternity. It was marvellous to see. Five years ago today came the arrival of the beast from the east. 0818 96 96 96. Join the conversation. This is the Opinion Line. With the Cork City Marathon. Take on your next challenge this June by running solo or with a team. Register at CorkCityMarathon.ie. Cork's 96 FM. The minds are live. Join the conversation. Call 0818 96 96 96. Text or WhatsApp 083 396 96 96. Email opinion at 96fm.ie. This is the Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Cox 96FM. Sean says he got vestibular migraine at 24. Still suffers from it from time to time and said that the women on before 11 described it absolutely perfectly. Thank you from Sean. I have vertigo since I was in my 20s. I went to Fox Physiotherapy. Brian Fox treated my vertigo. I've had no trouble since. That's from D. And again, one or two people recommending a thing called Topamax. We, We can't recommend anything like that, but it's out there. It's a migraine medicine. There's plenty of migraine medicines out there, some over the counter. Some require a prescription some work and some don't. I think that seems to be the experience with a lot of people. 0818 96 96 96. Quick mention, uh, tomorrow's the 1st of March, which means we're less than a fortnight, or in or around a fortnight away, from Cheltenham. And as I've said before, and will say it again, I wouldn't know which end of a horse to watch if I was trying to bet on the thing. But... It's big. It's big, big, big. Cheltenham is, they call it the greatest show on turf. And uh, our good friend, Joe Seward, who knows far more about these things than I'll ever know, is hosting a night tonight in Quinlan's in Blackpool with Brendan Powell, Dara O'Keefe and Johnny Deneen as his panel. It's a Cheltenham preview night. A tenner on the door and your first drink is included. So go along to that. Mind you, from I've been to a few of these things. I was attended a couple of them just as a reporter or whatever. I've never got a tip out of them that actually came in. Maybe that's my inability to bet properly. I don't know. But Cheltenham coming up in 
less than it's two weeks time or something it runs through Patrick's into, into Paddy's weekend doesn't it's only just around the corner 0818 96 96 96 five years ago today was when the beast from the east arrived in town and we got the first flurries of snow and then we were just blanketed with it and there was a red alert and businesses were closed and schools were closed and we didn't go home I came in here on a Wednesday didn't go home until Saturday we stayed up the road in order to keep the, the radio station on the air and Richard was coming up from East Cork in his big 4x4 Land Rover Jeep and he was taking us around and it was it, it, was, it was a fascinating few days um, a lot of people have a lot of memories of it Kate, <laughs> you you did what? you bought <laughs> snowshoes, you we, stubborn we got, thing <laughs> yeah, and we went out went for a lovely walk along you know, down by the railway line there in Crosshaven, do, down yeah. towards Drake's Pool oh my God, it was magical, you know and then they had soft, uh, sandwiches and coffee and everything, which was gorgeous. And another time I was in Gugan, and funnily enough, it started snowing. There I was having coffee and sandwiches again, and the snow coming down, and it was beautiful. The only thing that worried was trying to get back to, to uh, Carrick Line. But we got back, but I mean, it wasn't heavy then, but the beast and east, you couldn't go anywhere. But you know what was lovely? There was no traffic. Yes. So yes. It was actually peaceful, because the actual walkway to Crosshaven is very noisy on a normal day. Because yes. there was so much traffic. But the peace, like when there was no traffic, was gorgeous. And once you have the grips on your, you put them on to any shoes yeah. or boots. And my friend brought them back from Sweden. And they're just brilliant. And you they stick them into the snow and you're flying. Yeah, you're going crazy. There's a lovely silence to snow being oh, it's around. it's gorgeous, yeah. Because people are afraid to go in their cars, but they will walk. You know, you see people with loads of people kind of out walking. Yeah. You know? I have a picture, a picture of, of my crowd doing snowmen and snow angels on Maryborough Hill. Oh, it's gorgeous, yeah. <laughs> Great oh, fantastic. But well, we've a dog, we've a border collie, and of course, you know, you have to watch their paws. That's right. But like he wouldn't put anything on, he'd tear them off. I couldn't put any kind of shoes on him. That's right. Yeah, no, we, we have a picture of our dogs out in the garden in yep. what happened to be four or five or six inches of snow out yeah, the back garden, yeah, and they're wondering, yeah. what on earth is this? <laughs> and where is my ball? Where is yeah, my ball? <laughs> it's true, you know, they just can't figure it and they try to lick it and eat it and they know what the hell it is, you know. <laughs> that's right, that's Thanks, okay. Kate. Take care, bye. Cheers. Remembering five years ago today when the beast from the east came to town. The second one doesn't look like it's going to come at all. We were to- told last week, the week before, all the papers were full of it. And Alan at Carlo Weather said, lads, if it's coming, I'll tell you. Pretty much. If it's coming, I'll tell you. And it hasn't come and probably won't at this stage. 0818 96 96 96. Few things going around. Do you see that lovely story about the lotto from Duns in Bishopstown? Uh, she's remaining nameless, but she's a, a granny from Cork and she won 147,833 yo-yos. And she collected it there in the last couple of days from HQ in Dublin and says she'll be looking after her family. That nice now. I'd take that. Someone won 5.8 million the other night in, in one fell swoop. I'd take that too. But I think I'd take 147,000 and be very happy with it. I'd be happier with the 5 point something million, but you know yourself. It'd help me certainly to pay a few ESP bills because the doesn't look like Electric Ireland are going to help us. They're helping small business, and that's only right and proper. Electric Ireland business customers, hearing about it yesterday, they're 
Their bills are going to go down an average of 10% from the start of March. It's the whole cost of wholesale energy, all that old palaver. That's going down. But some people are saying, well, Electric Ireland and all belong to you, say, okay, help the small business. That's fine. That's grand. Everyone deserves that. But, but what about the small customer? What about the small family struggling to pay these enormous bills? When are their bills going to start going down? And the politicians are very watery about it. It's a state-owned company, but the, the politicians are very, very watery about it. They're saying, I heard Simon Coveney, I think, this morning on national radio saying, oh, I'd lo- we'd love to see them bring... We'd love to see them. We'd love to see them. Is that the best we can expect from our politicians? Anyway... Don't get me started. 0818 I asked you earlier this morning when we started, do you believe in signs? Do you believe that our loved ones are sending us little signs? We often talk about robins on the show and white feathers and, and other things like that. Maeve Dennehy, you had an unusual experience recently. Your mum's anniversary was coming up and you found or someone found a diary she had kept. Good morning. How are you? Good. It's a fascinating story. It, Tell it for me. It is, but you know, I just, I know you'll think I'm daft, but I just came on the call and you're talking about the anniversary of the Beast and the East. Yeah. And my mum went into hospital that day. I just came on the phone. Like, she wasn't sick at all, but we were from up by the tank field and even trying to get an ambulance up that day to get her to the UH, that whole time for me was just, it was a horrible, horrible time. Yeah. But she died five weeks later, so her anniversary was in five weeks' time. Okay. Um, and it was the, but, the day of the beast in the east that she was taken to hospital. Yeah, it was horrendous up in the hospital at that time. Like, geez, they couldn't get doctors in, nurses in, yeah. canteens were closed, the garages around, it was an awful, like, I, that memory for me it was not a nice time. Mm. But, um, to cut a long story short, sorry, my mum has passed five years um, and maybe two weeks ago a friend of mine sent me a screenshot from a page on Facebook called Old Photos of Cork City and there was somebody had put up a picture of a diary on it a diary from 1967 and there was a name and address inside it it would have been my mum's maiden name Maeve O'Flynn and the address of John Street and asking did anybody know who it belonged to and my mum's first cousin spotted it and my mum's brother spotted it and somebody sent it on to my friend and they knew that it was me. And um, my mum's first cousin knew I had a business in Charleville and the, the lady was kind enough to post it down to me. So I got it last week and um, it's lovely. Like there's little, there's not a huge amount of entries in it, but there's entries in it. Just kind of telling my mum's day-to-day life from when she was 22, you know. It's um, it's just a lovely little sign coming up to her anniversary, you know. Diary, she was into diary keeping. Did she write a lot? She did, on and off, like very sporadic. So like she might entry, put in entries for two weeks in a row and then there'd be nothing for two months, you know. Um, and it, it's just, it's literally just like, obviously I don't want to tell her whole story, but little bits of her life back then, you know. She was working in Molina at the time, you know, going to the bingo hall, going to the dance halls, going to the Imperial, going up to Shandon. My dad's name is mentioned in it. It's um, it's lovely. It's just a little, I suppose, a look at her life when she was 22, you know, and living at home back then. So it's, it's lovely to have. Yeah, it is lovely to have. Mm. You, but you mm. believe it's a sign of some kind? I, I just, I believe in signs in general. Like I lost my sister 10 years ago and mum five years ago. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm minded so much since then that I, I, th- I think it's a choice in your life how you choose to live it after you lose someone. You know, you can be bitter or you can look at good things that happened to you and, and believe that, that they're helping you along the way. You know, I've had a very good life and I do believe that they're a large part of that. You know, I really do. So I, I 
some may think it's crazy to look at that as a sign, but I just think what a lovely thing. It's coming up on my sister's 10th anniversary, my mum's 5th, and now I've been given out of nowhere that I, a diary I never knew about that gives me a look into my mum's life before she was even married. You know, I just think... It, it's a choice, but I choose to look at it as a really positive little thing. Your, 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 your feeling is that she wanted you to have it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, she led she there. led it to you, as it were. Yeah, yeah, I have, do. I, I do. I think, you know, I think social media as well, it can be such a negative place, but it's such a positive thing to come from it, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have mm. you any yeah. idea whose bag it was in? So, long story short, sorry, I did contact the lady who put it up there um, just to say thank you for being so nice to send me the diary. And she had bought one of my mum's old handbags in the charity shop. Um, she had bought it a couple of years ago. We would have given away a lot of stuff, you know, when mum passed. And um, she only recently she opened it and there was a little insert bag inside it. And when she lifted that up, the diary was underneath. And in fairness to her, she went to the effort of trying to find the owner, which is really nice of her. She didn't have to do that, you know. So you had originally had the bag... Yeah, yeah, I didn't know this was in it, obviously. Oh, my goodness. Um, giving the bag away to a charity shop, and yeah, and it's made its way back around to us. So That's an even better story, Maeve. That's yeah, it is. It's lovely. It's, it's a lovely, yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm but you're lovely. so right about social media, you know. It can be a horrible cesspit. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But again, I think, Peter, it's a choice, choice of how you use things, how you view things, you know, and what a positive story to come out of it, you know? Like, there's no way that that lady could have found me otherwise, realistically, you know, my mum's address. Yes. There's nobody at that address anymore that would, you know what I mean? So it wouldn't have made its way back to me otherwise. So that, that is the power of social media, you know? Even trying to explain that to my dad of how I got it, you know, was quite hard for him to understand it. But I think it's... Um, what does he make of it? What does he make? Did he read it? What does he think of it? Uh, no, he hasn't read it. No, no. I only have it about a week now, so I'm just kind of um, going through it myself. Or my dad's very easy going. Like, you know, like sometimes they say he thinks I'm for the birds, but he thinks it's a lovely story and he's happy to have it back. And my dad's yeah. a very positive person as well. You know, I think, you know, he lost his daughter young, but he's he's a very positive person. And rather than focusing on bad things, he just sees this as a lovely story and and we'll just enjoy it, you know? Indeed. It's a lovely story, Maeve Dennehy. And how's, yeah. how, how's business, by the way, now that the pandemic business is in the rearview mirror? Business is good. I'm laughing at you talking about Electric Ireland there a minute ago because that's definitely interesting at the moment. Like my warehouse came in at a thousand for January and my shop at a two and a half for December to February. So it's interesting. It's challenging times. But but we'll get through it. You know, we've been through all this stuff. I'm open 11 years and yeah. we'll get through it. Again, it's just trying to just navigate our way through it, you know. Super. All right. Maeve Dennehy from Love Cherish Boutique in Charleville. Uh, and the online... I, actually, yeah, stay there. The online is flying, is it? Yeah. The online yeah, is really flying. Yeah, my store is still doing really well as well. I do think there's still a, a huge market out there for... for shops and businesses that have good customer service and we're definitely known for that so the shop is doing really well as well but the online has taken off yeah since covid my online is stronger than ever and um yeah yeah we've we've probably got 10 of us working in the warehouse facility um, doing the online orders daily so yeah no it's all good it's good, all good, good. Great, <laughs> great 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 to hear Maeve. great to hear love cherish boutique in charlotte and she'll find it online as well that's it that's an amazing story her mom first of all her mom was taken into hospital this day five years ago at the start of the beast from the east and she passed away a few weeks after that and then Maeve like you do you clear out the loved one's belongings and she took mom's handbags and stuff to a charity shop and left them there didn't even know this little diary was inside in it then someone buys the bag and is going through it as you would of course go through it and found the little diary and thought maybe someone would like to have that took a picture put it up on Facebook and now Maeve has got it back and she sees it as a sign 
that her mum is looking out for her. What do you think of that? I'm asking that kind of question all morning. Uh, like in the springtime, when the doors and windows are open, sometimes a bird will come into the kitchen and you'll think, of, is that my mum or my dad? Uh, robins in particular. People watch for robins. Or, or butterflies. Butterflies coming in. Or, or white feathers. Do you ever have a sign? Or something you're convinced was a sign? 083 396 96 96. I think, um, I think my dad was watching us at Christmas. Um, because we went down to collect the Christmas tree. In the Christmas tree farm in ovens. Went down to pick it up myself and the, I, I laughingly call them the kids at this stage, went down to get the, the tree from, from Finton down there. And as we were walking around to come back to the car, this robin, this little robin was, was literally following us. Everywhere we stopped, he stopped. <laughs> and I was kind of saying, what do you want, Dad? <laughs> what do you want? What do you want? Yeah, do you believe in signs? Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Join the conversation. This is the opinion line with the Cork City Marathon. Take on your next challenge this June by running solo or with a team. Register at CorkCityMarathon.ie. Corks ninety six FM. Uh, what are you looking forward to for the summer? Get up to a bit of uh, maybe a bit of whale watching up around the north side or something. <laughs> whale watching up the north side. <laughs> 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 just standing there with a pair of binoculars. No body of water, like <laughs> 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 they're they beached. Up around the water tower. Oh, the north side is going to be praying Linda loses today. We all know she's going to be a pennies anyway. Casey and Ross in the morning. You can now order your 231 electric Skoda Enyaq from No DC Cars. Skoda Sales Dealer of the Year. Exclusively Skoda in the City. Corks 96 FM. You know, sometimes if you say you believe in signs, others will look at you as if you're mad. You have three heads. But I'm sure everyone's got a story that makes no sense except them that there was a sign, a sign that all was well, or a sign that you should be careful, or a sign that someone in your life wasn't well, or that everything would be okay. I remember I had an old teacher in school used to tell a story of he was away in the Gweltoc at the time, and he was getting himself ready in the morning to go out for the day, and in the in the mirror in the bedroom, he saw a reflection of a photograph on the wall, a picture on the wall of his bedroom. And whatever look, whatever way he looked at this picture, it reminded him of his father. And it told him, "Ring home." This isn't the day when there was no mobile phones. So eventually, he rang home to be told that his father had been taken into hospital and could he get home quickly. And he had no... This, this was a, photo, a picture of a woman on the wall of his bedroom. Whatever way he looked, he saw his dad. John, you believe in signs. I do indeed. 
and I have a couple of examples. Uh, about 20 years ago, there was a friend of mine there, and there was a tragedy in the family, and there was just uh, the mother left and a child, and they were this kind of uncomfortable staying in the house for uh, maybe a couple of weeks, you know, and they came to stay with me. And just through the room where the child was sleeping, the minute the child came, there was an order came in the room. No, it wasn't uh, like the pad up here thing with the, the roses and all that. It wasn't a, a foul smell either, PJ. It was just a scent and uh, an order, right? Mm. And first of all, I was wondering, like, a sarsaron, was there a mouse after coming in or something and passing away or something, pulled out all the furniture and everything? And when they would go away on the Monday, the order would disappear. But the minute they'd come back, they'd done it for a couple of weeks, they'd come back the following week, the order would come again, but it'd only come in the room where the child was sleeping. So we're racking our brains trying to figure it out. And we finally figured it out what it was. It was the spirit of the child's father searching for the child. Right? So what we done, we said prayers, and it just went away. And how, how, did that, how did it dawn on you that that's what it was, John? It just, I don't know, it just, there was something like inside me, I don't know, maybe somebody spoke to me or something or whatever to talk him into my head that this is what was happening, you know. So we, we mentioned the person's name and we said prayers and it just stopped, just like that. Now I was another night watching the television and I was looking, sitting on the door was open, I could see where my mother's room was, God bless the woman. And all of a sudden I saw a movement going down into the room. There was a movement and it definitely was an entity of some form anyway. It was coming out of St. Finbar's graveyard another night in the dark. If I'm in Wilton, I would call in passing. I'd have no fear of the dead or anything like that, or ghosts. But I was just almost, uh, before the light comes in from the street into St. Finbar's graveyard, I was still in the dark part of it. And there was an entity past me. And you know, no page of somebody kind of passed close behind you, right? There, there's a kind of a whoosh, there's a kind of an energy. You feel the person's energy. Yes, but this, a this still wouldn't, Yeah, they still wouldn't touch you, right? But you feel the energy. But definitely there was some, some, some energy walked before I got out to the lights. Walked right past me. Like, it was a person I knew. It. I, you could feel it, you know. So there definitely are signs out there. I mean, if you pick up on them, you know. Maybe mm-hmm. some people maybe pick up faster than others, but they are there. I'm 100% believe that there is an afterlife. Definitely. I have no fear of death whatsoever. I have a fear maybe the way I might die, but I have no fear of the actual death because I know them and I close my eyes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be somewhere else. You were close to your mom. She lived with you. I didn't know that, John. Oh, all the years did, I know you didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, she did, yeah, she did. Like, I mean, I was in different relationships over the years, back and forth. But, I mean, I was always there, and she was always there for me. But um, but definitely, I do believe, like, I mean, in after, like, 100%. Like, I've been through stuff down to the years there, you know, and all that sustained me was my faith and the belief that, like, I will see the people that are going, not only my parents, but lads that I hung around with at the same age, PJ, who unfortunately have passed on. But this is not the end. And don't anyone fear anything out there. This is not the end. There is somewhere to go. There's an interesting one. We've never had this conversation, John. Like, this is not the end. I'm actually in agreement with you. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what it's not the end that leads to. I don't know what's there, but I know this is not the end. Yeah, well, the very fact that you know, you have this sense within you, PJ, that this is not the end, that there is something more to come, 
that, that, that's the message you have it in one there I feel the same I just know in my heart I feel it right through the energy of my soul and my body that this is not the end there is somewhere to go and don't be frightened that anyone that has lost anyone to us, they are in a better place. You will see them again. Anyone that's uh, very sick at the moment, don't be frightened if you're told to mean bad news or anything because this is not the end. I am 100% certain of it. Yes, yes. Is it, a, is it a belief that sustains you, John, in difficult times? Oh, 100%, 100%. I mean, I, I mean, people hear me in the radio and different stations and your good self from in there and they think I've all the answers. But you look, cut me and I'll bleed as well. Hit me and I'll hurt as well, PJ. So uh, psychologically, I will hurt as well and have been down to the years. I mean, I suffer from depression like everybody else and st- stuff that's happened in my life, right? But what has sustained me, like, I mean, is a belief a belief that there is better times to come in this life, that I must push myself more, but also, like, I mean, that I'm being watched from the other side, and that when something does happen, I finally go that this is not the end. It definitely is not the end. It's even hard. To, I feel it so strongly within me. I can't even explain it. But don't anyone worry, because this is not the end. Do you think you'll see your mum at that moment? Oh, I do indeed, yeah. I do indeed, yeah. And I'd say all my friends that are gone and fought you last two friends in 1994, two cancer there. One was only 36, the other was 42. So I pray to them, lads, I'd like candles for them. And I know I'll see them again. And we'll, if, there was, if there was a pub up in the sky, PJ, we'll have a pint together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mind you, I said to my daughter recently, John, I said, I intend to hang around long enough to be a nuisance. And she looked at me and goes, Dad, in that case, you can go tomorrow. <laughs> but you know, you know what you, you know what your mom will say to you when you get up there, John. She'll say, "Weren't you an awful mischievous devil ringing all them radio stations?" I know, yeah. John, it's great talking to you. No, that's an interesting side. I didn't realize that you've been so close to your mom, and you do believe so so much in signs. Yeah. All right. One hundred percent. Thanks, thanks, bud. Take care, uh, John and Donovan. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Bernie, I firmly believe in signs. I believe all our loved ones send messages to us, but you have to be open. Recently, I could feel the presence of my mom in the living room, and if you open your mind when you have a peculiar feeling, it'll get stronger, and you will see other signs too. Uh, I believe in robins. When they come to the window, I'm sure it's loved ones who've passed over. Robins, there's something about robins. And if my wife got me into this, I used to. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm, I know that the average Robin probably doesn't live more than a couple of months. But the fact that they all look the same, uh, we've got virtually 
certain. My my wife was virtually convinced that she calls it Dad's Robin. It's this little Robin that comes into the garden uh, and will just arrive on the deck or arrive and plunk himself on the table or sit on the wall at the top of the shed and herself, oh look, there's there's Dad's Robin. And it's funny, I was down in, as I said, down in um, down in, in ovens at the Christmas tree farm um, with, with Pinton and I brought down the, the lads and we were collecting our tree before Christmas, the Friday. Was it the Friday before Christmas? Maybe it was in or around that time anyway, or maybe a week, oh, about a week or ten days before Christmas. And literally we walked down into the farm with the two lads behind us and every time we stopped on the walk around, there's a lovely loop down there, down by the River Lee. Every time we stopped, so did the robin. So we stopped to look down at the river, and it was freezing cold at the time. We stopped to look down at the river, and so did the robin. We stopped to look at another bunch of trees that just been freshly cut, and I was looking at them. So did the robin. Came over to look at trees that were growing for future years, and so did the robin. It was amazing. He just followed us around. <laughs> and I said, Dad, what, what do you want, boy? What do you want? <laughs> do you know? And I don't know whether what it was there. It was just it was just nice. Just nice. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. White feathers are another thing. I've never had a I've never had a white feather experience, but no people have called me here over the years. Where did this conversation start? People have called me here over the years to say that they found a white feather in the kitchen while the windows and doors were closed. They come down in the morning. And you know, you go to bed at night, close the windows, close the doors, nothing there. Come down the following morning, there's a white feather on the on the tabletop or on the worktop or whatever. Where the hell, the hell did it come from? And people say, oh, that's a sign. Let's clear some of the correspondence from earlier this morning. We talked about drugs and asked the question after speaking to Brian from The Sun and his investigation into how easy it was to get cocaine he literally could have a 2,000 euros worth of cocaine delivered to his door in half an hour if he wanted to. Uh, anyone who disagrees with a health-led approach to drug use doesn't know the benefits it'll bring. It'll save lives and millions and millions of euros in taxpayers' money, says Brian. Uh, drug addiction is a health issue, not a criminal one. Imagine the revenue from regulating cannabis alone. Imagine the benefits for those who use it for medicinal purposes. 60% of addicts have adverse life experiences. Trauma is the gateway to addiction. And alcohol is the drug that lowers people's inhibition. Enough for them to try the harder ones like Coke and MDNA and Speed. Regulate it, tax it, control it and give proper health supports to those that need it. Like they did in Portugal. It's a it's a thought, and that Citizens' Assembly is something I'm sure we'll, we'll follow very closely. Tom says, the last post and Ravalli always sends a shiver down my spine because it's a statement by the military of their belief in death, last post and resurrection, Ravalli. And I think of all the men who died and who live on. And on the subject of my little Robin that followed us around the Christmas tree fire, Farm, your dad is letting you know he's involved in all the Christmas preparations and family events in your life. He's with you and probably loved Christmas. 
set a place for him at your table every Christmas and invite him to join you. That's beautiful, said Catherine. Catherine, the truth is, my dad really, to, to him, Christmas was just another day. But he loved the people around. He loved the getting together of the family at Christmas. He loved coming to my house on Stephen's Day for the, the grub and the few drinks and, and watch a match. He loved that. And he, he you're inter- interesting, you should say it. One of the Christmas trees in our house, why am I talking about Christmas in, in February? One of the Christmas trees in my house is one that came from their house, from mum and dad's place. And on it, we keep a bauble with his picture inside it. So you're probably right, Catherine. Thank you. More on signs next. Join the conversation. This is the Opinion Line. With the Cork City Marathon. Take on your next challenge this June by running solo or with a team. Register at CorkCityMarathon.ie Cork's 96 FM Some do it for the challenge, some for charity, and some for the cheer. Cork's 96FM invites you to run the Cork City Marathon Sunday, June 4th. Whatever you do it for, be part of this summer's favourite feel-good event. Run solo in the Fuller Half Marathon or take part in the first ever 10km race, which can now be run solo or part of a team, which now includes ages 15 plus and up. Sign up for Cork's feel-good event of the year. Register at CorkCityMarathon.ie for Sunday, June 4th. With Cork's 96FM. Join the conversation. Email opinion at 96FM.ie. This is the Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Cork's 96FM. Talking about afterlife, someone who went to his place in the afterlife 25 years ago today his son was on radio this morning the great Dermot Morgan you could do worse than dig out that old Father Ted DVD from under the television tonight and watch an episode or two the great Dermot Morgan we lost him way 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 too young uh, 25 years ago today 0818 96, 96, 96. Tina you do believe in science as well morning Good morning, PJ. Oh my God, I do. Um, and as I said, the show, just, it, it, maybe it's just a time of the year, but um, and, and I think quite very all the time about my own dad. But I suppose the backstory is my father died suddenly when I was 10. I'm the eldest of five. And my darling mum was pregnant at the time and subsequently lost the last baby. And they were in the middle of, you know, a young enough couple and they had their whole lives ahead of them. Um Back in the day, in the 70s, it was kind of unheard of for children to go to funerals, especially a tragic one like that. So we were kind of farmed off to cousins to stay. And the day of the funeral, I was outside in my cousin's back garden and I was on the swing. And I was just sitting on the swing. And you know the way when you're swinging, you kind of move your legs to move the swing, you know, backwards and forwards and stuff. Well, I felt a pair of hands on my back. And I was being pushed. And my cousin looked at me. Now, we were both 10. And she looked at me. She said, how are you moving in the swing? And my legs were just straight down. And I was being pushed. My father, I felt it was him. I I sensed him around me. Now, my dad um, was type 1 diabetic. And um, there was always that kind of sweet smell from, you know, from emanating from him. And he used brute back in the day. That was the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, brute aftershave. So it was an unusual smell. And I could smell him. And since then, PJ, at various stages of my life, I felt him around me very, very strongly. I could smell 
get the sense of smell and and him there. And it's usually when there was trouble or something happening, um, he was there. And it's a great comfort, a really, really great comfort. He was there when my twins were born. It was a bit of an ER situation. Um, and afterwards, I was quite ill. I was in the bonds and I was hemorrhaging very badly. And I looked at the chair beside me and he was sitting there. You joke. I could see, yes, I could see him. And he told me I was going to be okay. He told me the babies were going to be okay. And he thanked me for calling my son after him. And I started to get better after that. Honestly, PJ, and I'm actually, the hairs are standing on the back of my neck now talking about it. But I do, I I think I had a very close bond with him. I was his eldest and I was a girl and he came from family mainly of boys. So, you know, it was a big thing to have a a daughter. Um, And we were very, very close. And he's been with me all of my life and I get signs constantly. Yeah. constantly and it's fantastic it has sustained me through my life it's interesting you know? that this would you get you'd get the smell of brute is that it i get the smell of brute and the smell of him it's very unusual because of his diabetes um, the he had a a sweet smell. Yeah, it's kind of a ketone smell. That's what they yes. call it in chemistry. Yeah. Yes, yes, I get that, and it's usually in a, in if there's something happening or there's you know like in any family there's a bit of drama or whatever it's kind of happening. I get this sense, and I get a sense of peace. Now, there's a good friend of mine. She. Um, as she said herself, she senses things with people and I hadn't seen her. Um, I met up with her last year and she said to me, if you don't mind me saying to me, she said, your father's here with me. He says, hello. She described him and she never met him. It's amazing. Yeah, so I do. I, I firmly believe that when we go, we're not gone. Our bodies are gone, but mm. we're still here. We're mm. still here. And do you talk to him? All the time. All the time, yeah. And that's for, that's what now... 48 years ago now this year Mm. I talk to him all the time PJ it's great comfort and it's not a religion thing or anything like it it's just that sense my dad is always with me um, and it's great it really is but um, there a couple of years ago my mum passed away and just before she died my sister was seeing wrens everywhere my dad loved wrens 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 yeah wrens Um, they kept appearing in the weirdest uh, weirdest of places about yeah. three weeks before a man passed, and mum said, "Oh, your father loved wrens." Yeah. So you know, you kind of wonder. I do think the signs are there. Yeah. But from from me, it's 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 that physical. I sense him. I smell him, and he's with me. Yeah, it's interesting. That, it just, interesting that you talk to him all the time. Do you yeah. ask him. Do you ask him to sort things out for you? I do, and I kind of go, for God's sake, would you, you know, can you have a look at this, or, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, what the heck in hell is going on here, kind yeah, of thing, or, it's funny. yeah, but it's comforting, it's comforting. Yeah, 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 Tina, it is, and, and I I had this experience last mm-hmm. week, and look, people will call it coincidence, but I, I'm not sure that it is, I, for the first time in a long time, uh, last week, I had to go to my eye doctor, I haven't been to the man in a very, very long time. Mm. And I was worried about something. You know the way you would be. Just, yeah. I was just worried about something. So I rang his secretary uh, and he was good enough to see me the following day. And he did all the tests and he said, you have absolutely nothing to worry about. But on my way in, as I was driving in in the car, I said, Dad, would you ever sort this out for me? Whatever the hell yeah. it is. Yeah. You know? It's de- it's definitely comfort. My mom used to say, even when we were young, money was tight. You're talking seventies and eighties when nobody had a bob, and and she was a widow with mm. a ton of kids. And she often said, if there was a big bill coming in, she'd say, Joe, can you help me with this? And something would turn up. Yeah. It was 
strange. Yeah. You know, like a, a an insurance policy would mature and she'd have a couple of pounds out of that kind of thing, you know, to pay whatever bill it was or school books or whatever the heck that had to be done. So I, I firmly believe in it, PJ. You know, if there's a strong bond there, they are there and they'll always look after you. And exactly. I found that I always found that a great comfort because I do believe that when we go, we don't go. Yeah, just, just just like John was saying afterwards, you know, that it's not it's not the end. We don't know what is there, but it's not the end. Tina, thank you. Elizabeth Robbins, do you have a family of them? We do, yeah. Well, tell me about. Uh, it's my uh, daughter Louise. Uh, she has uh, a male and a female. That are coming back to the last. Uh, well, it would be three years this year now because they have a little baby. One with them. Uh, the mum stays on the washing line with the baby. He comes on the cell. For instance, on Sunday, she was up with me and when she went home, she was at home five minutes and she heard the knocking on the window. And he actually tapped at the window to come in and get the food. Now she put the rest of the food out on the windowsill for the mum and the baby. And he takes all of that and he takes it then. Then he comes in and he gets his own. Uh, did you get the picture I sent? No, I didn't, no. Uh, yeah, I actually sent the picture as well. Oh, hold it on, there just, it is. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, he comes in her kitchen with the window to come in. Comes in, it's... That's, yeah, yeah. yeah we have don't usually come in. You'd, in. In the summertime, we get starlings, and, and they're little devils. They, they'd eat the dinner out of your plate. Yeah, but, but, yeah, And yeah. They, they come in because our kitchen's very open in the, in, in, in the summertime. Yeah, springtime. he actually he actually taps to leave her know that he's there. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, yeah, and yeah, and, and, uh, and so bite a dinner. Like. <laughs> yeah, and he comes in. Last year we had photographs of Matthew and her. He came in around the house and flew around and was on the chandelier in the sitting room. What? And it's the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so uh, it, they do, have a little... Do you think it's a message from anybody? Oh, it's definitely. She definitely believes that's his, her nan and granda. Do you know what I mean? Um, so we're, we're big believers in the Robin in the comes Robin. in and sits on the chandelier yeah he came in last year we have pictures she sent me pictures that he was on the chandelier but she wasn't home five minutes there now on Sunday and he tapped in and there he is in, in on top of the worktop and uh, the food oh, looking for his food yeah 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 the that's peanut good. butter and uh, and um, porridge they yeah. love that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like the magpies who just who just rob the cat food. Elizabeth, thank you. That's lovely. A family of robins. And one of them comes in and sits on the table and sits up on the chandelier and she's convinced it's it's Nana and Granda. Deirdre. Good morning, PJ. You went you went to a psychic. Now I I'm, I'm I, a cynic. I accompanied my friend to a psychic because she was afraid to go on her own. Okay, I would be a cynic, I, even though I have all these stories coming into me, and I well, this, believe them. But this was my, but this go was on my anyway. first time. Go on anyway. So she was having her reading, and all of a sudden the psychic swung around and said to me, "Your father's here." I would nearly died off, and she said, "He needs your forgiveness. He can't cross over." And I said, "Would he be in my house by any chance?" She said, "Yeah, because the dog won't go through the kitchen." I said, "To go outside, she just growls and growls." So this went on for a few weeks. And she said, you need to forgive him. So I said, right, I can't at the moment. So it got worse with the dog. The dog refused to go out, so I'd have to carry her out. She'd refuse to come in. I'd have to carry her back in. And one night she went out and she was really, really bad. And I turned around and I said, look, Dad, I forgive you from the bottom of my heart. Now, will you get off and leave the dog alone? <laughs> and the dog, the dog walked past me in the door in, in the kitchen. You are joking. 
I'm not. I swear. I'm my mom, my dad, and my brother's soul. It, that's what happened. So the dog wouldn't, wouldn't go, go through the kitchen? No, she wouldn't go near the kitchen unless I carried her through to go out to the toilet. And I'm not going to ask you what it was you forgave your dad for, but it had something to do with the kitchen. Oh. Um, oh, God, I don't know. Maybe we told him when he was in the kitchen. I was I was pregnant and he wanted me to have an abortion and I wouldn't. And okay. he stopped speaking to me. So he died not speaking to me. Oh, dear, dear. I'm sorry. That's all right. That's all, it's all forgiven now. Well, I'm sure it is because the, the dog yeah. will go back in the kitchen. No problem that night. I just said that's forgiveness and the dog walked straight past me. <laughs> that's incredible. Uh, I know. That's, I know. And, and, and like it wasn't even your meeting with this psychic. No, I was just going there to keep my friend company because she was scared. <laughs> <laughs> I bet she was a lot more scared watching oh, your dog. I, I got the fright of my life. <laughs> oh. So that's my story now. And you just said, all right, Dad, all is forgiven. And the dog went through yeah. the kitchen. That's and she walked past me in the kitchen. There is. And no problems after that. Isn't that amazing? None whatsoever. Isn't that amazing? Deirdre, thank mm-hmm. you for that. That's, no that's a wonderful story. Thank you for that. 0818 96 96 96. So nice to hear about the Robin, the first picture. Uh, the first Christmas, rather, without my wonderful dad, I received a beautiful frame picture of a robin from my daughters up on the kitchen window. I think it's dad watching over us. Thank you. This is a great comfort to me. It's just funny about the little robins. And I don't know why, but this stuff came into my head because you know me and, and all the spring thing. Um, to me, tomorrow is the first of spring, first of March. And it's around that time, I always think, that you start to see things and you start to have some experiences like this. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. I what didn't know where we'd go with that particular conversation. Something we'll come back to tomorrow is uh, the baby names. Did you see them lately? <laughs> and uh, very funny <laughs> message. <laughs> Do you know when you call a child something? I'll tell you what it is tomorrow. You know when you call a child something, you think, right, that's a nice, unusual name. And it's a lovely name. And no one else will have that name. And then everyone has that name because it's the second most popular name in the country. Jack and James. This is. I was amazed by this. This came out from the CSO. They do this every so often. Jack and James have been two of the top five boys' names since 1998 now. And Jack is the most popular boy's name in Ireland. In Cork in 2022, Jack was the most popular boy's name in the city. Sorry, in the county. And then in the city, the one that I won't tell you until tomorrow because I'll have to follow up on Sandra's message. Jack was the most popular boy's name in Cork County in 2022. Emily was the most popular girl's name in Cork County. And in Cork City, the most... This is the... I've only ever heard this name once or twice. Freya was the most popular girl's name in Cork City in 2022. In Kerry, there was a five-way tie. Only in Kerry could they have a five-way tie for the most popular girl's name between Crea, Ellie, Freya, Grace and Shun. And in Limerick, 
the most popular girl's name was Zoe. That's in the city. And Fia and Sophie were in the county. A new entrant to the top five boys' name was Rian. Is it Rian or Ryan? Rian, it says. But Ryan is very popular for boys. Here's one, though. This is an unusual one. I was quite... I, those lists, they come out a couple of times a year. and They're all a bit of fun. Um, and you could make them what you can. But but um, in Galway in 2022, and I read this a second time to know, was I misreading it or did I need to put on a different pair of contact lenses or something? In Galway, there was a total of 72 births registered nationally with the name Muhammad. And in Galway, it was the most popular boy's name of 2022, Muhammad. It is the most popular boy's name on the planet. It, there are more Mohammeds on the planet than there are any other boy's name. Did you know that? That's been there since forever. You would have thought it might have been John or whatever. No, Muhammad is the most common boy's name on the planet. And in 2022, in the city of Galway... It was the most common boy's name. Those stats come out from the Central Statistics Office. I haven't given you the name that Sandra will be telling us about tomorrow because it's actually quite funny. But that is about the size of it for today. Program edited by Imro Hay, produced and researched by Fergal Barry. And we shall talk to you tomorrow just after nine. Join the conversation. This is the Opinion Line. With the Cork City Marathon. Take on your next challenge this June by running solo or with a team. Register at CorkCityMarathon.ie Cork's 96 FM The lines are live. Join the conversation. Call 0818 96 96 96. Text or WhatsApp 083 396 96 96. Email opinion at 96fm.ie. This is the Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Cork's 96 FM. Sean says he got vestibular migraine at 24. Still suffers from it from time to time and said that the women on before 11 described it absolutely perfectly. Thank you from Sean. I have vertigo since I was in my 20s. I went to Fox Physiotherapy. Brian Fox treated my vertigo. I've had no trouble since. That's from D. And again, one or two people recommending a thing called Topamax. We, We can't recommend anything like that, but it's out there. It's a migraine medicine. There's plenty of migraine medicines out there. Some over the counter. Some require a prescription. And some work and some don't. I think that seems to be the experience with a lot of people. 0818 96 96 96. Quick mention. Uh, tomorrow's the 1st of March, which means we're less than a fortnight, or in or around a fortnight away, from Cheltenham. And as I've said before, and will say it again, I wouldn't know which end of a horse to watch if I was trying to bet on the thing. But it's big. It's big, big, big. Cheltenham is, they call it the greatest show on turf. And uh, our good friend, Joe Seward, who knows far more about these things than I'll ever know, is hosting a night tonight in Quinlan's in Blackpool with Brendan Powell, Dara O'Keefe and Johnny Deneen as his panel. It's a Cheltenham preview night. A tenor on the door and your first drink is included. So go along to that. 
mind you, from I've been to a few of these things. I was attended a couple of them just as a reporter or whatever. I've never got a tip out of them that actually came in. Maybe that's my inability to bet properly. I don't know. But Cheltenham coming up in less than it's two weeks time or something. It runs through Patrick's into into Paddy's weekend, doesn't it? It's only just around the corner. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Five years ago today was when the beast from the east arrived in town and we got the first flurries of snow and then we were just blanketed with it and there was a red alert and businesses were closed and schools were closed and we didn't go home. I came in here on a Wednesday didn't go home until Saturday. We stayed up the road in order to keep the, the radio station on the air and Richard was coming up from East Cork in his big 4x4 Land Rover Jeep and he was taking us around and it was it, it, it was a fascinating few days. Uh, a lot of people have a lot of memories of it. Kate, <laughs> you, you did what? You bought snowshoes, you stubborn thing. Yeah, and we went out, went for a lovely walk along, you know, down by the railway line there in Crosshaven, do, down yeah. towards Drake's Pool. Oh my God, it was magical, you know. And then they uh, had soft, uh, sandwiches and coffee and everything, it was gorgeous. And another time I was in Gugan, and uh, funnily enough, it started snowing. There I was having coffee and sandwiches again, and the snow coming down, and it was beautiful. The only thing that worried was trying to get back to, to uh, Carrick Line. But we got back, but I mean, it wasn't heavy then, but the beast in the east, you couldn't go anywhere. But you know what was lovely? There was no traffic. Yes. So it yes. was actually peaceful because the actual walkway to Crosshaven is very noisy on a normal day. Yes. There was so much traffic. But the peace, like when there was no traffic, was gorgeous. And once you have the grips on your, you put them on to any shoes yeah. or boots. And my friend brought them back from Sweden and they're just brilliant. And you stick them into the snow and you're flying. You're yeah, going the, crazy. The, the, there's a lovely silence to snow being oh, around. Oh, gorgeous, yeah. Because people are afraid to go in their cars, but they will walk. You know, you see loads of people kind of out walking. Yeah. You know? I have a picture, riding, a picture of, of my crowd doing snowmen and snow angels on Maryborough Hill. Oh, it's gorgeous, yeah. <laughs> Great oh, fantastic. Well, we have a dog, we have a border collie, and of course, you know, you have to watch their paws. That's right. But like he wouldn't put anything on, he'd tear them off. I couldn't put any kind of shoes on him. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, no, we, we have a picture of our dogs out in the garden in yep. what happened to be four or five or six inches of snow out yeah, the back garden yeah, and they're wondering yeah. what on earth is this <laughs> and where is my ball? Where is yeah. my ball? <laughs> It's true, you know, they just can't figure it and they try to lick it and eat it and they know what the hell it is, you know. <laughs> that's right, that's <laughs> Thanks, okay. Kate. Take care, bye. Cheers. Remembering five years ago today when the beast from the east came to town. The second one doesn't look like it's going to come at all. We were to- told last week, the week before, all the papers were full of it. And Alan at Carla Weather said, lads, if it's coming, I'll tell you, pretty much. If it's coming, I'll tell you. And it hasn't come and probably won't at this stage. 0818 96 96 96. Few things going around. Do you see that lovely story about the lotto from Duns in Bishopstown? Uh, she's remaining nameless, but she's a, a granny from Cork and she won 147,833 yo-yos. And she collected it there in the last couple of days from HQ in Dublin and says she'll be looking after her family. Not nice now. I'd take that. Someone won 5.8 million the other night in, in one fell swoop. I'd take that too. But I think I'd take 147,000 and be very happy with it. I'd be happier with the 5 point something million, but you know yourself. It'd help me certainly to pay a few ESP bills because the 
Doesn't look like Electric Ireland are going to help us. They're helping small business, and that's only right and proper. Electric Ireland business customers, hearing about it yesterday, their their bills are going to go down an average of 10% from the start of March. It's the whole cost of wholesale energy, all that old palaver. That's going down. But some people are saying, well, Electric Ireland, and all belong to you, say, okay, help the small business. That's fine. That's grand. Everyone deserves that. But, but what about the small customer? What about the small family struggling to pay these enormous bills? When are their bills going to start going down? And the politicians are very watery about it. It's a state-owned company, but the, the politicians are very, very watery about it. They're saying, I heard Simon Coveney, I think, this morning on National Radio saying, oh, I'd lo- we'd love to see them bring... We'd love to see them. We'd love to see them. Is that the best we can expect from our politicians? Anyway, don't get me started. 0818 96 96 96. I asked you earlier this morning when we started, do you believe in signs? Do you believe that our loved ones are sending us little signs? We often talk about robins on the show and white feathers and, and other things like that. Maeve Dennehy, you had an unusual experience recently. Your mum's anniversary was coming up and you found or someone found a diary she had kept. Good morning. How are you? Good. It's a fascinating story. It's, Tell it for me. It is, but you know, I just, I know you'll think I'm daft, but I just came on the call and you're talking about the anniversary of the Beast from the East. Yeah. And my mum went into hospital that day and I just came on the phone. Like she wasn't sick at all, but we were from up by the tank field and even trying to get an ambulance up that day to get her to the UH, that whole time for me was just, it was a horrible, horrible time. Yeah. But she died five weeks later, so her anniversary is in five weeks' time. Okay. Um, and it was the, but, the day of the beast in the east that she was taken to hospital? Yeah, it was horrendous up in the hospital at that time. Like, geez, they couldn't get doctors in, nurses in, yeah. canteens were closed, the garages around, it was an awful, like I, that memory for me, it was not a nice time. Mm. But um, to cut a long story short, sorry, my mum has passed Five years um, and maybe two weeks ago a friend of mine sent me a screenshot from a page on Facebook called Old Photos of Cork City and there was somebody had put up a picture of a diary on it a diary from 1967 and there was a name and address inside it it would have been my mum's maiden name Maeve O'Flynn and the address of John Street and asking did anybody know who it belonged to and my mum's first cousin spotted it and my mum's brother spotted it and somebody sent it on to my friend and they knew that it was me. And um, my mum's first cousin knew I had a business in Charleville and the, the lady was kind enough to post it down to me. So I got it last week and um, it's lovely. Like there's little, there's not a huge amount of entries in it, but there's entries in it. Just kind of telling my mum's day-to-day life from when she was 22, you know. It's um, it's just a lovely little sign coming up to her anniversary, you know. Diary, she was into diary keeping. Did she write a lot? She did, on and off, like very sporadic. So like she might entry, uh, put in entries for two weeks in a row and then there'd be nothing for two months, you know. Um, and it, it's just, it's literally just like, obviously I don't want to tell her whole story, but little bits of her life back then, you know. She was working in Molina at the time, you know, going to the bingo hall, going to the dance halls, going to the Imperial, going up to Shandon. My dad's name is mentioned in it. It's um, it's lovely. It's just a little, I suppose, a look at her life when she was 22, you know, and living at home back then. So it's lovely to have. Yeah, it is lovely to have. Mm. You, but do you mm. believe it's a sign of some kind? I, I just, I believe in signs in general. Like I lost my sister 10 years ago and mum five years ago. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm minded so much since then that I, I, th- I think it's a choice in your life how you choose to live it after you lose someone. You know, you can be bitter or you can 
look at good things that happen to you and and believe that that they're helping you along the way you know I've had a very good life and I do believe that they're a large part of that you know I really do so I, I some may think it's crazy to look at that as a sign but I just think what a lovely thing it's coming up on my sister's 10th anniversary my mum's fifth and now I've been given out of nowhere that I, a diary I never knew about that gives me a look into my mum's life before she was even married you know I just think it, it's a choice, but I choose to look at it as a really positive little thing. Your, your, you know? your feeling is that she wanted you to have it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, she led she led there. it to you, as it were. Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I do. I think, you know, I think social media as well, it can be such a negative place, but it's such a positive thing to come from it, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have mm. you any idea whose bag it was in? So, long story short, sorry, I did contact the lady who put it up there um, just to say thank you for being so nice to send me the diary. And she had bought one of my mum's old handbags in a charity shop. Um, she had bought it a couple of years ago. We would have given away a lot of stuff, you know, when mum passed. And um, she, only recently she opened it and there was a little insert bag inside it. And when she lifted that up, the diary was underneath. And in fairness to her, she went to the effort of trying to find the owner, which is really nice of her. She didn't have to do that, you know. So you had originally had the bag... Yeah, yeah, I didn't know this was in it, obviously. Oh, my goodness. And giving the bag away to a charity shop, and yeah, and it's made its way back around to us. So That's an even better story, Maeve. That's yeah, it is. Be- it's lovely. It's, it's a lovely, yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm but you're lovely. so right about social media, you know, it can be a horrible cesspit. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But again, I think, Peter, it's a choice, choice of how you use things, how you view things, you know, and what a positive story to come out of it, you know? Like, there's no way that that lady could have found me otherwise, realistically, you know, my mum's address. Yes. There's nobody at that address anymore that would, you know what I mean? So it wouldn't have made its way back to me otherwise. So that, that is the power of social media, you know? Even trying to explain that to my dad of how I got it, you know, it was quite hard for him to understand it. But I think it's... Um, what does he make of it? What does he make? Does he read it? What does he think of it? No, he hasn't read it. No, no. I only have about a week now, so I'm just kind of um, going through it myself. Er, my dad's very easy going. Like, you know, like sometimes they say he thinks I'm for the birds, but he thinks it's a lovely story and he's happy to have it back. And my dad's a very positive person as well. You know, I think, you know, he lost his daughter young, but he's he's a very positive person. And rather than focusing on bad things, he just sees this as a lovely story and and we'll just enjoy it, you know? Indeed. It's a lovely story, Maeve Dennehy. And how's, yeah. how, how's business, by the way, now that the pandemic business is in the rearview mirror? Business is good. I'm laughing at you talking about Electric Ireland there a minute ago because that's definitely interesting at the moment. Like my warehouse came in at a thousand for January and my shop and at two and a half for December to February. So it's interesting. It's challenging times. But but we'll get through it. You know, we've been through all this stuff. I'm open 11 years and yeah. we'll get through it. Again, it's just trying to just navigate our way through it, you know? Super. All right. Maeve Dennehy from Love Cherish Boutique in Charleville. Uh, and the online... I, actually, yeah, stay there. The online is flying, is it? Yeah. The online yeah, is really flying. Yeah, my store is still doing really well as well. I do think there's still a, a huge market out there for... for shops and businesses that have good customer service and we're definitely known for that so the shop is doing really well as well but the online has taken off yeah since covid my online is stronger than ever and um yeah yeah we've we've probably got 10 of us working in the warehouse facility um, doing the online orders daily so yeah no it's all good it's good, all good, good. great great <laughs> great to hear Maeve. great to hear love cherish boutique in charlotte and she'll find it online as well that's a, i that's an amazing story her mom first of all her mom was taken into hospital this day five years ago at the start of the beast from the east and she passed away a few weeks after that and then Maeve like you do you clear out the loved one's belongings and she took mom's handbags and stuff to a charity shop and left them there didn't even know this little diary was inside it then someone buys the bag 
and is going through it, as you would, of course, go through it, and found the little diary, and thought, maybe someone would like to have that, took a picture, put it up on Facebook, and now Maeve has got it back, and she sees it as a sign that her mom is looking out for her. What do you think of that? I'm asking that kind of question all morning. Uh, like, in the springtime, when the doors and windows are open, sometimes a bird will come into the kitchen, and you'll think, is that my mom or my dad? Uh, robins in particular. People watch for robins. Or or butterflies. Butterflies coming in. Or, or white feathers. Do you ever have a sign? Or something you're convinced was a sign? 083 396 96 96. I think, um, I think my dad was watching us at Christmas. Um, because we went down to collect the Christmas tree in the Christmas tree farm in ovens went down to pick it up myself and the I, I laughingly call them the kids at this stage went down to get the, the tree from, from Finton down there and as we were walking around to come back to the car this robin this little robin was literally following us everywhere we stopped he stopped <laughs> and I was kind of saying what do you want dad? <laughs> what do you want? what do you want? Yeah, do you believe in signs? Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Join the conversation. This is the opinion line with the Cork City Marathon. Take on your next challenge this June by running solo or with a team. Register at CorkCityMarathon.ie. Cork's ninety six FM. Uh, what are you looking forward to for the summer? Get up to a bit of uh, maybe a bit of whale watching up around the north side or something. <laughs> <laughs> whale watching up the north side. I'll be shot, love. Just standing there with no a pair of binoculars. There's no body of water, like I'm not half the fish. They beach. Up around the water tower. The whole north side is going to be afraid Linda loses today. We all know she's going to be a pennies anyway. <laughs> Casey and Ross in the morning. You can now order your 231 electric Skoda Enyaq from No DC Cars. Skoda Sales Dealer of the Year. Exclusively Skoda in the City. You know, sometimes if you say you believe in signs, others will look at you as if you're mad. You have three heads. But I'm sure everyone's got a story that makes no sense except them, that there was a sign, a sign that all was well, or a sign that you should be careful, or a sign that someone in your life wasn't well, or that everything would be okay. I remember an old teacher in school used to tell a story of he was away in the Gweltoch at the time, and he was getting himself ready in the morning to go out for the day, and in the in the mirror in the bedroom, he saw a reflection of a photograph on the wall, a picture on the wall of his bedroom. And whatever look, whatever way he looked at this picture, it reminded him of his father. And it told him, "Ring home." This is in the day when there was no mobile phones. So eventually, he rang home to be told that his father had been taken into hospital and could he get home quickly. And he had no... This, this was a, photo, a picture of a woman. 
on the wall of his bedroom. Whatever way he looked, he saw his dad. John, you believe in signs. I do indeed. And I have a couple of examples. Uh, about 20 years ago, there was a friend of mine there and there was a tragedy in the family and there was just uh, the mother left and a child. And they were this kind of uncomfortable staying in the house for uh, maybe a couple of weeks, you know. And they came to stay with me. And just through the room where the child was sleeping, the minute the child came, there was an order came in the room. No, it wasn't uh, like the pad up here thing with the, the roses and all that. It wasn't a, a foul smell either, PJ. It was just a scent and uh, an order, right? Mm. And first of all, I was wondering, like, a own, was there a mouse after coming in or something and passing away or something, pulled out all the furniture and everything? And when they would go away on the Monday the order would disappear. But the minute they'd come back, they'd done it for a couple of weeks, they'd come back the following week, the order would come again, but it'd only come in the room where the child was sleeping. So we're racking our brains trying to figure it out. And we finally figured it out what it was. It was the spirit of the child's father searching for the child. So what we done, we said prayers, and it just went away. And how, how, did that, how did it dawn you that that's what it was, John? It just, I don't know, it just, there was something like inside me, I don't know, maybe somebody spoke to me or something or whatever to talk him into my head that this is what was happening, you know. So we, we mentioned the person's name and we said prayers and it just stopped just like that. Now I was another night watching the television and I was looking, sitting on the door was open, I could see where my mother's room was, God bless the woman. And all of a sudden I saw a movement going down into the room. There was a movement and it definitely was an entity of some form anyway. It was coming out of St. Finbar's graveyard another night in the dark. If I'm in Wilton, I would call in passing. I'd have no fear of the dead or anything like that, or ghosts. But I was just almost, uh, before the light comes in from the street into St. Finbar's graveyard, I was still in the dark part of it. And there was an entity passed me. And you know, no piece of somebody kind of passed close behind you, right? There's a kind of a whoosh, there's a kind of an energy. You feed the person's energy. Yes, but they, a they presence. Still wouldn't, yeah, they still wouldn't touch you, right? But you feed the energy. But definitely there was some, some, some energy walked before I got out to the lights. Walked right past me. Like, it was a person I knew. It. I, you could feel it, you know. So there definitely are signs out there. I mean, if you pick up on them, you know. Maybe mm-hmm. some people maybe pick up faster than others, but they are, they are there. I'm 100% believe that there is an afterlife. Definitely. I have no fear of death whatsoever. I have a fear maybe the way I might die, but I have no fear of the actual death because I know them when I close my eyes, mm-hmm. I'm going to be somewhere else. You were close to your mom. She lived with you. I didn't know that, John. Oh, she years, did, I know you didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, she did, yeah, she did. Like, I mean, I was in different relationships over the years, back and forth. But, I mean, I was always there, and she was always there for me. But um, but definitely, I do believe, like, I'm in an afterlife, 100%. Like, I've been through stuff down to the years there, you know, and all that sustained me was my faith and the belief that, like, and I will see the people that are gone, not only my parents, but lads that I hung around that have the same age, PJ, who unfortunately have passed on. But this is not the end. And don't anyone fear anything out there. This is not the end. There is somewhere to go. There's an interesting one. We've never had this conversation, John. Like, this is not the end. I'm actually in agreement with you. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what it's not the end that leads to. I don't know what's there, but I know this is not the end. Yeah, well, the very fact that you know, you have this sense within you, PJ, that this is not the end, that there is something more to come, 
that that that's the message you have it in one there. I feel the same. I just know in my heart, I feel it right through the energy of my soul and my body that this is not the end. There is somewhere to go. And don't be frightened that anyone that has lost anyone to us, they are in a better place. You will see them again. Anyone that's uh, very sick at the moment, don't be frightened if you're told to mean bad news or anything because this is not the end. I am 100% certain of it. Yes, yes. Is it, a, is it a belief that sustains you, John, in difficult times? Oh, 100%, 100%. I mean, I, I mean, people hear me in the radio on different stations and your good self from in there, and they think I've all the answers. But you look, cut me and I'll bleed as well. Hit me and I'll hurt as well, PJ. So uh, psychologically, I will hurt as well and have been through the years. I mean, I suffer from depression like everybody else and stuff that's happened in my life, right? But what has sustained me, like, I mean, is a belief a belief that there is better times to come in this life, that I must push myself more, but also, like, I mean, that I'm being watched from the other side and that when something does happen, I finally go, that this is not the end. It definitely is not the end. It's even hard. I feel it so strongly within me. I can't even explain it. But don't anyone worry, because this is not the end. Do you think you'll see your mum at that moment? Oh, I do indeed, yeah. I do indeed, yeah. And I'll say all my friends that are gone and fought your last two friends in 1994, two cancer there. One was only 36, the other was 42. So I pray to them lads, I light candles for them. And I know I'll see them again. And we'll, if, there's, if there's a pub up in the sky, PJ, we'll have a pint together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mind you, I said to my daughter recently, John, I said, I intend to hang around long enough to be a nuisance. And she looked at me and goes, Dad, in that case, you can go tomorrow. <laughs> but you know, you know what you, you know what your mom will say to you when you get up there, John. She'll say, "Weren't you an awful mischievous devil ringing all them radio stations?" I know, yeah. <laughs> John, it's great talking to you. No, that's an interesting side. I didn't realize that you've been so close to your mom, and you do believe so so much in signs. Yeah. All right. 100%. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, bud. Take care. Uh, John O'Donovan. 0818 96 96 Bernie, I firmly believe in signs. I believe all our loved ones send messages to us, but you have to be open. Recently, I could feel the presence of my mom in the living room. And if you open your mind, when you have a peculiar feeling, it'll get stronger. And you will see other signs too. Uh, I believe in Robins. When they come to the window, I'm sure it's loved ones who've passed over. Robins, there's something about Robins. And if my wife got me into this, I used to, I'm, I know that the average Robin probably doesn't live more than a couple of months. But the fact that they all look the same, uh, we've got virtually certain, my, my wife was virtually convinced that she calls it Dad's Robin. It's this little robin that comes into the garden uh, and will just arrive on the deck or arrive and plunk himself on the table or sit on the wall at the top of the shed and herself, oh, look, there's there's Dad's robin. And it's funny, I was down in, as I said, down in, um, down in, in ovens at the Christmas tree farm um, with... Pinton had brought down the lads and we were collecting our tree before Christmas the Friday was it the Friday before Christmas maybe it was in or around that time anyway, or maybe a week oh, about a week or ten days before Christmas and literally we walked down into the farm with the two lads behind us and every time we stopped on the walk around there's a lovely loop down there down by the River Lee every time we stopped so did the robin <laughs> 
So we stopped to look down at the river and it was freezing cold at the time. We stopped to look down at the river and so did the robin. We stopped to look at another bunch of trees that had just been freshly cut and I was looking at them. So did the robin. Came over to look at trees that were growing for future years and so did the robin. It was amazing. He just followed us around. <laughs> and I said, Dad, what, what do you want, boy? What do you want? <laughs> do you know? And I don't know whether what it was there. It was just it was just nice. Just nice. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. White feathers are another thing. I've never had a I've never had a white feather experience, but no people have called me here over the years. Where did this conversation start? People have called me here over the years to say that they found a white feather in the kitchen while the windows and doors were closed. They come down in the morning. And you know, you go to bed at night, close the windows, close the doors. Nothing there. Come down the following morning. There's a white feather on the on the tabletop or on the worktop or whatever. Where the bloody hell did it come from? And people say, "Oh, that's a sign." Let's clear some of the correspondence from earlier this morning. We talked about drugs and asked the question after speaking to Brian from the Sun and his investigation into how easy it was to get cocaine. Uh, he literally could have a. 2,000 euros worth of cocaine delivered to his door in half an hour if he wanted to. Uh, Anyone who disagrees with a health-led approach to drug use doesn't know the benefits it'll bring. It'll save lives and millions and millions of euros in taxpayers' money, says Brian. Uh, Drug addiction is a health issue, not a criminal one. Imagine the revenue from regulating cannabis alone. Imagine the benefits for those who use it for medicinal purposes. 60% of addicts have adverse life experiences. Trauma is the gateway to addiction. And alcohol is the drug that lowers people's inhibition. Enough for them to try the harder ones like Coke and MDNA and Speed. Regulate it, tax it, control it and give proper health supports to those that need it. Like they did in Portugal. It's a it's a thought, and that Citizens' Assembly is something I'm sure we'll, we'll follow very closely. Tom says, the last post and Ravalli always sends a shiver down my spine because it's a statement by the military of their belief in death, last post and resurrection, Ravalli. And I think of all the men who died and who live on. And on the subject of my little Robin that followed us around the Christmas tree far farm. Your dad is letting you know he's involved in all the Christmas preparations and family events in your life. He's with you and probably loved Christmas. Set a place for him at your table every Christmas and invite him to join you. That's beautiful, said Catherine. Catherine, the truth is my dad really, to, to him Christmas was just another day, but he loved the people around. He loved the getting together of the family at Christmas. He loved coming to my house on Stephen's Day for the, the grub and the few drinks and and watch a match. He loved that. And he, he you're inter- interesting, you should say it. One of the Christmas trees in our house, why am I talking about Christmas in, in February? One of the Christmas trees in my house is one that came from their house, from mum and dad's place. And on it, we keep a bauble with his picture inside it. So you're probably right, Catherine. Thank you. More on signs next. Join the conversation. This is the Opinion Line. With the Cork City Marathon. Take on your next challenge this June by running solo or with a team. Register at CorkCityMarathon.ie Cork's 96 FM Some do it for the challenge, some for charity, and some for the cheer. Yeah, we're running, we're running, we're running. 
Cork's 96FM invites you to run the Cork City Marathon Sunday, June 4th. Whatever you do it for, be part of this summer's favourite feel-good event. Run solo in the Fuller Half Marathon or take part in the first ever 10km race, which can now be run solo or part of a team, which now includes ages 15 plus and up. Yeah, we run and we run and we run. Sign up for Cork's feel-good event of the year. Register at CorkCityMarathon.ie for Sunday, June 4th. With Cork's 96FM. <laughs> Join the conversation. Email opinion at 96fm.ie. This is the Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Cox 96FM. Talking about afterlife, someone who went to his place in the afterlife 25 years ago today. His, his son was on radio this morning. The great Dermot Morgan. You could do worse than dig out that old Father Ted DVD from under the television tonight and watch an episode or two. The great Dermot Morgan. We lost him way, way, way too young. Uh, 25 years ago today. 0818 96 96 96. Tina, you do believe in science as well. Morning. Good morning, PJ. Oh my God, I do. Um, and as I said, the show, maybe it's just the time of the year, but um, and, and I think quite very all the time about my own dad, but I suppose the backstory is my father died suddenly when I was 10. I'm the eldest of five. And my darling mum was pregnant at the time and subsequently lost the last baby. And they were in the middle of, you know, a young enough couple and they had the whole lives ahead of them. Um, back in the day, in the 70s, it was kind of unheard of for children to go to funerals, especially a tragic one like that. So we were kind of farmed off to cousins to stay. And the day of the funeral, I was outside in my cousin's back garden and I was on the swing and I was just sitting on the swing and you know the way when you're swinging you kind of move your legs to move the swing yeah. you know backwards and forwards and stuff well I felt a pair of hands on my back and I was being pushed and my cousin looked at me now we were both 10 and she looked at me and she said how are you moving in the swing and my legs were just straight down and I was being pushed my father I felt it was him I I sensed him around me now my dad um, was type 1 diabetic and um, there was always that kind of sweet smell from you know from emanating from him mm-hmm. and he used brute back in the day that was the thing right mm-hmm. um, brute aftershave so it was an unusual smell and I could smell him and since then, PJ, at various stages of my life, I felt him around me very, very strongly. I could smell, get the sense of smell, and and him there. And it's usually when there was trouble or something happening, um, he was there. And it's a great comfort, a really, really great comfort. He was there when my twins were born. It was a bit of an ER situation. Um, and afterwards, I was quite ill I was in the bonds and I was hemorrhaging very badly and I looked at the chair beside me and he was sitting there you joke. I could see yes I could see him and he told me I was going to be okay he told me the babies were going to be okay and he thanked me for calling my son after him and I started to get better after that Honestly, PJ, and I'm actually, the hairs are standing on the back of my neck now t- talking about it. Mm. But I do, I, I think I had a very close bond with him. I was his eldest and I was a girl and he came from family mania boys. So, you know, it was a big thing to have a, a daughter. Um, and we were very, very close. And he's been with me all of my life and I get signs constantly. Yeah. Constantly. And it's fantastic. Mm. And it has sustained me through my life. It's interesting. You know? that this, would you get, you'd get the smell of brute, is that it? 
I get the smell of Brute and the smell of him. It's very unusual because of his diabetes. Um, the, he had a, a sweet smell. Yeah, it's kind of a ketone smell. That's what they yes. call it in chemistry. Yeah. Yes, yes, I get that. And it's usually in, in if there's something happening or there's, you know, like in any family, there's a bit of drama or whatever's kind of happening. I get this sense and I get a sense of peace. Now, there's a good friend of mine. She... Um, as she said herself, she senses things with people and I hadn't seen her. Um, I met up with her last year and she said to me, if you don't mind me saying to me, she said, your father's here with me. He says, hello. She described him and she'd never met him. That's amazing. Yeah, so I do. I, I firmly believe that when we go, we're not gone. Our bodies are gone, but mm. we're still here. We're mm. still here. And do you talk to him? All the time. All the time, yeah. And that's for, that's what now... 48 years ago now this year mm. I talk to him all the time PJ it's great comfort and it's not a religion thing or anything like it no, it's just no. that sense my dad is always with me um, and it's great it really is but um, there a couple of years ago my mum passed away and just before she died my sister was seeing wrens everywhere my dad loved wrens wrens oh. wrens yeah wrens um, they kept appearing in the weirdest of, uh, weirdest of places about yeah. three weeks before a man passed, and mum said, "Oh, your father loved wrens." Yeah. So you know, you kind of wonder. I do think the signs are there. Yeah. But from from me, it's 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 that physical. I sense him. I smell him, and he's with me. Yeah, it's interesting. That, it just, interesting that you talk to him all the time. Do you yeah. ask him? Do you ask him to sort things out for you? I do. I kind of go, for God's sake, would you, you know? Can you have a look at this? Or <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, what the heck in hell is going on here? Kind yeah, of thing. Or it's funny. yeah, but it's comforting. It's comforting. Yeah, 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 Tina, it is. And and I, I had this experience last mm-hmm. week. And look, people will call it coincidence, but I, I'm not sure that it is. I, for the first time in a long time, uh, last week I had to go to my eye doctor. I haven't been to the man in a very, very long time. Mm. And I was worried about something. You know the way you would be. Just, yeah. I was just worried about something. So I rang his secretary uh, and he was good enough to see me the following day. And he did all the tests and he said, you have absolutely nothing to worry about. But on my way in, as I was driving in in the car, I said, Dad, would you ever sort this out for me? Whatever the hell yeah. it is. Yeah. It's, de- it's definitely comfort. My mom used to say, even when we were young, money was tight. You're talking 70s and 80s when nobody had a bob. And, and she was a widow with mm. a ton of kids. And she often said, if there was a big bill coming in, she'd say, Joe, can you help me with this? And something would turn up. It was strange. Yeah. You know, like a, a, an insurance policy would mature and she'd have a couple of pounds out of that kind of thing, you know, to pay whatever bill it was or school books or whatever the heck that had to be done. So I, I firmly believe in it, PJ, you know, if there's a strong bond there, they are there and they'll always look after you. And exactly. I found that and always found that a great comfort because I do believe that when we go, we don't go. Yeah, just, just just like John was saying afterwards, you know, that it's not it's not the end. We don't know what is there. But it's not the Antina, thank you. Elizabeth Robbins, do you have a family of them? We do, yeah. Well, tell me about uh, it. It's my uh, daughter, Louise. Uh, she has uh, a male and a female that are coming back to the last... Uh, well, it would be three years this year now because they have a little baby, one with them. Wow. Uh, the mum stays on the washing line with the baby. He comes on the cell, for instance, on Sunday. She was up with me and when she went home, she went home five minutes and heard the knocking at the window and he actually tapped at the window to come in 
and get the food. Now she put the rest of the food out on the windowsill for the mum and the baby and he takes all that and he takes it then. Then he comes in and he gets his own. Uh, did you get the picture I sent? No, I didn't, no. Uh, yeah, I actually sent the picture as well. Oh, hold it on, there yet. it is. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, he comes in her kitchen with the window to come in. Comes in, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Robert don't usually come in. You'd, in in the summertime, we get starlings, and, and they're little devils. They they eat the dinner out of your plate. Yeah, but, but yeah, they, and yeah. They, they come in because our kitchen's very open in the in in, in the summertime. By the yeah, springtime. he actually he actually taps to leave a note that he's there. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, yeah, and yeah, and, and, uh, and so buys a dinner. Like. <laughs> yeah, and he comes in. Last year we had photographs of Matthias. He, he came in around the house and flew around and was on the chandelier in the sitting room. What? And it's the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so do you think it's a message from anybody? Oh, it's definitely. She definitely believes that's his her nan and granda. Do you know what I mean? Um, so we're, we're big believers in the Robin in the comes Robin. in and sits on the chandelier yeah he came in last year we have pictures she sent me pictures that he was on the chandelier but she wasn't home five minutes there now on Sunday and he tapped in and there he is in, in on top of the worktop and uh, the food oh, looking for his food yeah 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 the that's peanut good. butter and uh, and um, porridge Thanks. Yeah, love that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like the magpies who just who just rob the cat food. Elizabeth, thank you. That's lovely. A family of robins, and one of them comes in and sits on the table and sits up in the chandelier, and she's convinced it's it's Nana and Granda. Deirdre. Good morning, PJ. You went. You went to a psychic. Now I'm. I'm I, a cynic. I accompanied my friend to a psychic because she was afraid to go on her own. Okay, I would be a cynic, and, even though I have all these stories coming into me, and I well, this, believe them. But this was my, but this go was on my anyway. first time. Go on anyway. So she was having her reading, and all of a sudden the psychic swung around and said to me, "Your father's here." I nearly died off, and she said, "He needs your forgiveness. He can't cross over." And I said, "Would he be in my house by any chance?" She said, "Yeah, because the dog won't go through the kitchen." I said, "To go outside, she just growls and growls." So this went on for a few weeks and she said, you need to forgive him. So I said, right, I can't at the moment. So it got worse with the dog. The dog refused to go out, so I'd have to carry her out. She'd refuse to come in. I'd have to carry her back in. And one night she went out and she was really, really bad. And I turned around and I said, look, Dad, I forgive you from the bottom of my heart. Now, will you get off and leave the dog alone? <laughs> and the dog, the dog walked past me in the door and in the kitchen. You are joking. I'm not, I swear, I'm a mom, my dad, I'm a brother's soul. It, that's what happened. So the she dog wouldn't, wouldn't go, go through the kitchen? No, she wouldn't go near the kitchen unless I carried her through to go out to the toilet. And I'm not going to ask you uh, what it was you forgave your dad for, but it had something to do with the kitchen. Uh, um, oh, God, I don't know. Maybe we told him when he was in the kitchen. I was I was pregnant and he wanted me to have an abortion and I wouldn't. Okay. And he stopped speaking to me. So he died not speaking to me. Oh, dear, dear. I'm sorry. That's all right. It's all, it's all forgiven now. Well, I'm sure it is, because the, the dog yeah. will go back in the kitchen. No problem. That night I just said, that's forgiveness, and the dog walked straight past me. <laughs> that's incredible. Ah, I know. That's, I know. And, 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 like, it wasn't even your meeting with this psychic? No, I was just going there to keep my friend company because she was scared. <laughs> I bet she was a lot more scared watching oh, your dog. I, I got the fright of my life. 
Oh, wow. so that's my story now. And you just said, all right, Dad, all is forgiven. And the dog went through yeah. the kitchen. That's and she walked past me in the door. There is, and no problems after that. Isn't that amazing? None whatsoever. Isn't that amazing? Deirdre, thank no. you for that. That's, no that's problem. a wonderful story. Thank you for that. 0818 96 96 96. So nice to hear about the Robin, the first picture. Or the first Christmas, rather, without my wonderful dad, I received a beautiful framed picture of a rabbit from my daughters up on the kitchen window. I think it's dad watching over us. Thank you. This is a great comfort to me. It's just funny about the little robins. And I don't know why, but this stuff came into my head because you know me and, and all the spring thing. Um, to me, tomorrow is the first of spring, first of March. And it's around that time, I always think, as you start to see things and you start to have some experiences like this. 0818 96 96 96. I what, didn't know where we'd go with that particular conversation. Something we'll come back to tomorrow is uh, the baby names. Did you see them lately? <laughs> and uh, very funny <laughs> message. Do you know when you call a child something? I'll tell you what it is tomorrow. You know when you call a child something and you think, right, that's a nice, unusual name. And it's a lovely name. And no one else will have that name. And then everyone has that name because it's the second most popular name in the country. Jack and James. This is. I was amazed by this. This came out from the CSO. They do this every so often. Jack and James have been two of the top five boys' names since 1998 now. And Jack is the most popular boy's name in Ireland. In Cork in 2022, Jack was the most popular boy's name in the city. Sorry, in the county. And then in the city, the one that I won't tell you until tomorrow because I'll have to follow up on Sandra's message. Jack was the most popular boy's name in Cork County in 2022. Emily was the most popular girl's name in Cork County and in Cork City the most this is the I've only ever heard this name once Freya was the most popular girl's name in Cork City in 2022 in Kerry there was a five way tie only in Kerry could they have a five way tie for the most popular girl's name between Kriya Ellie Freya Grace and Shoon and in Limerick the most popular girl's name was Zoe that's in the city and Fia and Sophie were in the county a new entrant to the top five boys name was Rian is it Rian or Ryan? Rian it says but Ryan is very popular for boys here's one though this is an unusual one. I was quite... I, those lists, they come out a couple of times a year and they're all a bit of fun. Um, and you could make them what you can. But but um, in Galway in 2022, and I read this a second time to know was I misreading it or did I need to put on a different pair of contact lenses or something. In Galway, there was a total of 72 births registered nationally with the name Muhammad. And in Galway, it was the most popular boy's name of 2022, Muhammad. It is the most popular boy's name on the planet. 
there are more Mohammeds on the planet than there are any other boy's name. Did you know that? That's been there since forever. You would have thought it might have been John or whatever. No, Mohammed is the most common boy's name on the planet. And in 2022 in the city of Galway, it was the most common boy's name. Those stats come out from the Central Statistics Office. I haven't given you the name that Sandra will be telling us about tomorrow because it's actually quite funny. But that is about the size of it for today. Programme edited by Imro Hay, produced and researched by Fergal Barry. And we shall talk to you tomorrow just after nine. Join the conversation. This is the Opinion Line. With the Cork City Marathon. Take on your next challenge this June by running solo or with a team. Register at CorkCityMarathon.ie Cork's 96 FM Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.